God damn you. <laughs> I hit the right button. Let's let's try it again. I was streaming to 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 Eric's channel for a second. Sorry. This is my channel. You talking about Mark? Mark, whatever. Yeah. Fuck. I fucked it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, did you save this? I hope. I would love to have this as a secret sound. <laughs> Everything is as it should be. Let's 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 let's, let's do this correctly. <laughs> Welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Eric and Jared. Take two. Yay. <laughs> we are continuing on our musical journey saga with super producer Jared as the man of the hour. Jared, how are you doing, sir? I was I'm not prepared that like <laughs> when I say I'm not prepared, like I'm 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 very much ready to cry. So Okay. Feeling well, the tears get... already. Yeah. yeah, getting Jared in the feels, as you like to say. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess since I'm normally mm -hmm. a terrible host and wait until like well into the episode to do the introductions for anybody that hasn't heard you and this is their first episode. Who are you and where else can they find you? I am Jared, originally of uh, Parrot Gaming Productions and Feathers and Friends. Uh, Parrot Gaming Productions is all over YouTube. Feathers and Friends is, well, Feathers and Friends. Um, I do a podcast about random Reddit nonsense, and I have two two birds. Uh, the If you're actually on Spotify, you can see the birds. Uh, that is Helios, who is orange. Blue is the blue and gray guy. And then Hoppy was the GCC that had to leave because she, well, she made blue too horny. We'll put it to you that way. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's that's where you can find me. I'm part of the Evil Mark show. I'm the co-host for the NFL stuff. The second best part of the Evil Mark show, because Eric has overtaken us from the NCAA show. And of course, the super producer for Fallen Entertainment and co-host as well, too. I mean, the NFL typically is more popular. That is the more popular show. But I am like the OG co-host to Evil Mark. So. I mean, it's only right that one of my shows has, you know, yeah, the top spot. Just, just wait. Something amazing is going to happen the NFL season. We'll take it over. I'll rub it in your face for about two weeks, and then we're going to lose it again because of some bullshit <laughs> so, show you and Mark do because he just can't do the NCAA again. So whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyone that's not familiar with the musical journey, it uh, came to us by benefit of Gaio, he had suggested it. Um, oh, yeah, Jared used to do the producing stuff for Susie's Not My Favorite, which was Gaio's show, but he's put that, he's backburnered it or whatever. Now, he apparently he quit it so that he can uh, focus strictly on Diablo 4, which we all plan on playing, and he keeps blowing up our phone as we speak because we're supposed to play it after recording, and he just won't <laughs> stop talking about it. But anyway, he was the one that kind of uh, brought the musical journey to light and then we decided initially it was going to be five songs or uh, uh 10 songs i decided my favorite number is 13 so why don't we do 13 songs each of them has a theme there are some like potpourri picks where it's just like you know uh chooser's choice whatever they want to do and so 
Uh, Jared has followed the instructions and has selected 13 songs to talk about. And Jared, I want to get into the introduction here. Sure. You've been a part of the show since you joined as a guest for the first time on the E! episode. And then you started super producing immediately after that. And a quick aside, <laughs> my sister-in-law was asking how the show was going. And I told her about Dylan leaving and you and my other friends kind of stepping in to help me out. And I also said that you were a super producer. And she laughed. <laughs> and I was like, what's so funny? And then she informed me that super producer is the term that's used for when pregnant women make more breast milk than what their own offspring can consume. So these people then sell their unused lactations to other people who aren't super producers. So that association of super producer is now forever imprinted upon Jared. Anyway, uh, you've been along for the ride on these musical journeys. Mm -hmm. And now... It's the time for your own. Yes. So naturally, I have to ask, first and foremost, what is your outlook on the musical journey episodes? I'm I'm not looking forward to one of them, uh, because the last well, like, okay, David's David, if you're listening, mm -hmm. I love you, bro. I love you to death, but goddamn, do you make me sad, panda, bro? Like, you're you're really bringing it bringing it to me, and uh, I'm not looking forward to that. But like. It's kind of interesting to get an insight on folks, and you know, I I love I love listening live with you guys. I think it's a great little kind of cool thing to do. But like, it's it's interesting trying to tell your story through songs because of how much your your life evolves through your sure. musical taste. So it's interesting. Yeah, but that's been part of the fun of it. I've loved doing the musical journeys, and I'm super mm -hmm. excited. It, as much as I fully agree with you that Davis is probably going to make us both, <laughs> both both ball like little baby back bitches, I, I yeah. think that it's, uh, yeah, they're, they are like poignant, thoughtful stories, and um, always enjoy recording with every single one of my friends. And so it's been interesting, like you said, to kind of figure out people's life and how they've curated their song list to kind of go along with their experiences it's been interesting because we're not hamstrung by the alphabetic you know structure of the show which yeah. i like having i think it's a cool thing that not anybody else is doing but i like the the freedom that these musical journeys have allowed that we can just pick whatever songs we want to discuss and that's pretty cool so what are you hoping that we learn from and about Jared over the course of this episode? I'm a hopeless romantic. I think we've had that figured out. Mark has already got you pegged. He he wrote a very, <laughs> it actually, he wrote, uh, he had, he gave me his song recommendation because we had talked about him potentially joining this mm -hmm. episode for the recording because I said like, well, if it's just me, like if I say something to like, and it turns out that I'm like making fun of Jared, that's just me being a dick. But if you're, <laughs> if you're on and you also do it, then it's just banter. We're just yeah. giving him grief, you know, like it's just good natured. But yeah. so uh, we're going to go with that. We're going to pretend that Mark is here with us in spirit so that if I do say something uh, <laughs> inappropriate, we'll just call it banter instead of just me being a dick. <laughs> Look. 
if anybody's gonna offend me first, it's gonna be Mark, and he's already done that. With, with the, <laughs> like, I remember with the parrot uh, when he was talking about letting my parrots just go on the side of the highway. I was like, that's, like, that's a little. That's I get it. It's funny. It's funny, but that's that that hurts a little bit, man. So I think I think you're good. I was listening to the episode that you got. Well, not the one that you guys just recorded okay. um, yesterday, but the one prior to that. I was listening to that today. And towards the end of the episode, he's talking about um, like cars and everything. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about, he's like, Nissans are just cars for poor people, aren't they? And blah, blah, blah. He's like, he's like ripping on Nissan. And I'm like actively lis like listening as I'm driving to work in my Nissan. And I'm like, okay, that, that, uh, that, that stings a little bit. But then I remembered that uh, he had to give up his, because he, he was driving a Volkswagen, mm -hmm. right? Like a, some yeah. diesel. And then it had a whole bunch of work that it needed to do, so he had to get rid of it. So now he's driving like a, a relative's car, which is a Hyundai Tucson. And he's been famous about saying, because that's where the University of Arizona is, mm -hmm. is in Tucson. So I give him grief every chance that I get. And so that I put a text in our thing like, yeah, I remember that he drives a Hyundai and it's a Tucson. So that's like a double whammy. And I felt a lot better. So <laughs> that was honestly the coolest text message ever thread to wake up to ever. Like I literally woke up and what I famously do, I wake up, check my phone. And I know that I, when you guys go on your little fucking tangents, right? Like I would like, my phone can't just be buzzing that much. So I've, I've muted the chat, but I, you guys are one of the few chats that I constantly check. And so like, I woke up, went to the bathroom, sat down and I was like, <laughs> and it's just, it was so such a great way to wake up. Well, that's good. I'm, I can understand you muting the chat because the other day we got into quite a few like uh, political rants and we I, like almost everybody was getting involved. Even David chimed in mm -hmm. quite a bit. And, and Jared just like, there's this thing about birds. Like, <laughs> basically saying like, can you guys stop talking about stuff that I don't care about or want to talk about that makes me uncomfortable? Let's talk about something different. And then we're all just like kind of ganged up like, Jared, bring it up birds. Like we're talking about other shit. And he's like, yeah, but I just stop mommy so, and daddy are fighting it? please make it stop <laughs> i just well that was funny i i i we, eric uh eric mark and i talked about that on the show uh, just actually yesterday and you'll hear the banter on it i just i don't like when you guys get into those arguments because like you it's so funny how you're here and mark is there and then gaio and i are just kind of like i mean they both make good good comments rather like it both makes sense and i'm just like come on you guys like let's not do this like this is <laughs> video games memes and titties that's what i want in these chats all right so uh, all right getting back to the musical journeys that you've been hesitant to go whole hog into what you call the feels mm -hmm. before but looking at your list and also hearing what you've had to say about it in the beginning you've decided to kind of dive in the deep end here. So uh, are there going to be any surprises over the course of the episode? I think my first three songs are going to be a little surprising. Um, I mean, everybody knows I had a, I had a country background. Um, I chose two kind of, two kind of there. I, I went with what, what we said we were going to do. Uh, the third song I think is going to maybe kind of surprise you guys. Cause that's like the high school pick. And then four through three, Four through thirteen is just Jared. Like, <laughs> if you know anything about me and my musical taste, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's fucking spot on." That's Jared. So, um, well, maybe number eleven. 
and nine are going to throw you guys off. So that number okay. number eleven and number eleven and number nine, uh, I'm going to warn you. Number eleven is where I lose it. I'm. It, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Uh, so I'm not going to hit the pause button. I'm not going to uh, play it here. I'm going to make Eric uh, do his duty as the main host if I have to take a oh, moment. Boy. But, yeah, number 11, I'm going to lose my shit. It, this song legitimately has never failed. When I'm in the feels, it has never failed to send me over the edge to tears. And I am, I said it before, before I accidentally hit the start stream button instead of start record. Um, <laughs> I am ready to cry. I am here to tell my story, and I'm here to cry, and let's fucking do this, baby. All right. Well, I mean, I guess then without further ado, you want to introduce us to uh, the first song? What's on the docket initially here? Do you want to tell me what the prompt is? Because I'm totally forgetting right now. Yeah, this is the first real song that you remember a parent or garden played for you or around you that you enjoyed. Not necessarily a children's song. Um, yeah. Yeah. So my dad, my dad is kind of where I remember music first, like writing in his gmc jimmy right those those old he had a he had a turquoise jimmy right it was i love that thing took us everywhere and he would always he would always play like lone star and like all these you know country cds and he he played garth brooks for me once and there was a song called rodeo and i thought it was the coolest fucking song in the world it was just i was like i was like yeah this is i could get behind this like it's telling the story of a cowboy doing cowboy things being a rodeos i want to go and then i went to a rodeo i was like this is not that fun <laughs> so, <laughs> so how old were you i when... think i was like seven or eight when i finally like okay. got into music and like i was like okay this could be a real thing so you remember enjoying it at the time yeah and and yeah. this uh rodeo by garth brooks is that that was one of the songs that like i constantly wanted him to play other than like cheeseburger in paradise by jimmy buffett but that <laughs> <laughs> that, it was always funny because my brother, I think in, in Jimmy Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise, or no, it was uh, Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw. My brothers loved that song. and Well, because it was a song oh about God. sex that you weren't supposed to listen to when you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, I mean, it's they they just went hand in hand. You know, my dad played Jimmy Buffett, and my brother would be like, play the sex song, Dad. You know, and <laughs> it was funny. But yeah, no, like this is one of the few songs that I – actually sought out to buy an album and i was like i have to have this for jared like this has to be my thing and it was Hmm. yeah so okay well another quick aside um we've been going to trivia also with the brother and sister-in-law that um that i talked to about that i was also playing diablo we've been going like to trivia nights and uh (laughs) i guess their usual name because every team kind of has to have a name and Mm -hmm. so their their typical name and the the name that we played under when we first went with them was girth brooks girth brooks <laughs> <laughs> yes. which i thought was quite amusing and so there's another team that i was like we we like to come from behind ah, <laughs> ah nice so, yeah there's there's a lot of you know innuendo and euphemisms and whatever but uh yeah it's been a lot of fun but yeah that so that was you know Aside from the super producer stuff, I figured Girth Brooks was also fitting here. So I guess if you're ready to hear it, let's give a listen to Rodeo. Well, we also have to clarify when we did the country episode and you brought a Garth Brooks song. It's mm. not really Garth Brooks because he's not on Spotify. This is the Nashville the Nashville Tribute Collection, but 
Dude, they sound so alike. It's just, it is what it is. But yes, okay, this so, is technically but, the yes. Nashville Tribute Collection doing Garth Brooks's rodeo because fucking Garth Brooks. <laughs> All right, let's give it a listen. His eyes are cold and restless And his wounds have almost healed And she give half a Texas Just to change the way he feels She knows his love's in Tulsa And she knows he's gonna go Well, it ain't no woman, flesh and blood It's that damn old rodeo It's bulls and blood, it's the dust and mud It's the roar of a Sunday crowd It's the white in his knuckles The gold in the buckle, he'll win the next go-round It's boots and chaps, it's cowboy hats It's spurs and let it go It's the ropes and the reins and the joy and the pain And they call the thing a rodeo Hold him when his love comes to call But his need for it controls the man And her back's against the wall And it's so long that I'll see you When it's time for him to go You know the woman wants her cowboy Like he wants his rodeo It's bulls and blood, it's the dust and mud It's the roar of a Sunday crowd the gold in the buckle, he'll win the next go-round It's boots and shafts, it's cowboy hats, it's spurs and let it go It's the ropes and the rain and the joy and the pain And they call the thing a rodeo It'll drive a cowboy crazy It'll drive a man insane And he'll sell off everything he owns Just to pay to play the game And a broken home and some broken bones Is all he'll have to show For all the years that he's been chasing This dream they call Romeo oh, It's bulls and blinds, it's dust and mud It's the roar of a Sunday crowd his knuckles, the gold in the buckle, he'll win the next go round. It's boots and shafts, it's cowboy hats, it's spurs and let it go. It's ropes and the rings and the joy and the pain, and they call the thing a rodeo. It's the bronx and the blood, the steers and the mud, and they call the thing a rodeo.
get some blood pumping just a wee little bit. Yeah, heck. <laughs> a wee little so, bit. Uh, so you said that you really liked that. You sought it out when you were a kid. You always asked for him to play it. And so obviously you still have an affinity for it. Does it kind of... I mean, you just were saying praiseworthy stuff about it. So mm -hmm. obviously still affects you in the same way. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I I was at the Cheese Factory, like, a year now, almost like three years ago. Jesus. Um, but I was sitting, uh, cleaning one of the, uh, cleaning some of the shit out. And I was like, I want to hear Garth Brooks. And of course <laughs> I found the Nashville tribute, uh, collection. I was like, they got, they got all the hits and I hit rodeo. And like, usually I need something this uh, raw, you know, like just like deep and, and guttural. And I remember listening to rodeo and I, it took me back to a kid where I was like, I used to get the blood pumping so hard listening to rodeo. And I was just <laughs> like, this is the most gangster shit in the world right here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're talking about the, the Sears and the blood. They, they call the thing a rodeo. And just like, it, it's basically a song about a guy who is so in love with this woman, but she knows that when it comes to the rodeo, he lives for that adrenaline rush and that love and that getting kicked around the, the dust in the mud. And they call the thing a rodeo. I'm like, Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you know, it's always going to be his first love. That's yeah. going to take precedence over everything. Yeah. So I do. Do you think, I mean, you said kind of in the introduction that you don't think so because they do such a good job, but do you think that we miss anything from this not being delivered by Garth Brooks himself? No, no, it, it, it's, it's the same song. They do, they do him well. If you've ever heard Garth Brooks sing it, or if you've ever heard the actual like song, like they do him absolute justice so and not to jump too far ahead too soon but um yes we we get into mostly hard rock and metal as we progress <laughs> on your list yeah i mean but but country after mm -hmm. these first couple of offers is uh glaringly absent so is that a conscious decision so it is and it isn't at the same time because the when I was first introduced into heavy metal, and I'll I could talk about it more when we listen to the number four song here. My whole outlook on on what constituted as getting the blood pumping changed. Like when you hear the the first metal song, this is the legitimate reason why I can only go back in spurts. Where it's like, okay, okay, Garth, all right, we're not we're not twanging, you know, the the banjo ain't going fast enough here, bud. Like, come on, <laughs> so. All right, yeah, so it's just uh, tourist Jared then, not taking up residence on, on the farm anymore. I'll stay for a week or two, you know, but, like, I'm <laughs> I'm not, I'm, it's it's not, I'm, no, no. You're, you're not going to have your mail forwarded there. No, that's what you're no. Saying. Okay, gotcha. So um, another good question that Mark had posed to me, which I then posed to him, and which is going to be a staple of the musical journeys after the first song, so... What parallels do you see in your current taste in music that you can track back to this as your initial source code? A lot. The, I, I believe it was the In Pieces album that Garth Brooks had. That that was my first like, my first official CD was the the double album where it was Garth Brooks live because I thought it was cool as shit. Um, but In Pieces was the True Blue first album, and a lot of the songs they have like with Rodeo like. If you're a country fan, this is like your anthem. This is one of those rock anthems that everybody can kind of get excited behind, that everybody can kind of build to. And those were a lot of the songs that I really liked off of Garth Brooks and those albums. And so as we carry on into the rest of the journey, you're going to realize a lot of the songs that I have 
as those ones that are just going to grab you and drag you through the mud, but you're going to be excited to go through it. So, <laughs> you know, it's the pump up music. Like you, you're like, I got to do 185. I got to beat my personal best. What song are you going to? You know, that pump up song that's going to get you excited. And rodeo was for a lot of country fans. A lot of country fans love these pump you up songs and rodeo was kind of one of them. And that's why I love the metal, I guess that I love now. So, Okay, so you're dragging us kicking and screaming, but it isn't from hesitation. It's from excitement, is what you're saying? How, how does it... You ran before you could walk, so your legs are moving quicker than your body can go, but you want to go faster, but you can only go so fast, so you just stumble and fall over, and you're still trying to move forward. You want to do it. We're just going a little too fast for you, so... <laughs> so, all right, this next one, I know... Mark is going to love this one, as yes. well as some of our crossover fans from the Evo Mark College Football Show, because uh, Tiny Dancer Brian Kelly, he's lacing up his shoes, he's grabbing his <laughs> family to hit the, the floor and let loose. Jared, what can you tell us about the second one, which is the first song slash album that you bought on your own or was gifted to be the first in your own personal collection? I finally had enough allowance money. I wanted to buy a CD, and then I like I like I said, I, it was it was the Garth Brooks. I think it was Double Live or something stupid like that, and th so I was like, I can't just choose a live song. I've I've made it known when we did the Christmas album that I hate live songs for a reason because you almost <laughs> got to be there to make it fun. But I believe it was In Pieces was the first album I legitimately bought, and Colin Baton Rouge was was a song that I fell in. I didn't know that it was really a love song until like later on. I thought it like, I don't know what it was, but it just, it was one of those songs that really stuck out to me that I really enjoyed off of the album because I bought it. And then like, I, it was like for two or three weeks straight, I just constantly kept listening to in pieces because it was my own jukebox, my own CD. And then finally I had enough in allowance to go get another CD. And then before you knew it, like I had all the Garth Brooks albums. So Colin Baton Rouge is, it was my calling at that time, if you will. It was the first CD, the first, first of many songs off of that album that I was going to be in, that I really, really liked. And I mean, if you want to, we can dial her up and, and see what she's got. Hey, <laughs> yeah, let's let's call Baton Rouge. <laughs> Collect. <laughs> Such a strange combination of a woman and a child Such a strange situation Stopping every hundred miles Calling Baton Rouge A replay of last night's events Roll through my mind Except a scene or two Erased by sweet red wine and I see a truck stop sign ahead, so I change lanes. I need a cup of coffee and a couple dollars change. Call him Baton Rouge. Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up, won't you put her on the line? Gotta talk to the girl just one more time. Be long until I'm with you all. 
a love song but you don't like officially know what a love song legitimately is i was gonna ask yeah. it's like it seems pretty obvious it seems Jared. really obvious but like i like i don't like i kind of like when i was younger i was just like the, the guy's constantly calling home he's just calling his wife right like that's that's what parents do you know like when my mom and dad were like not together they'd call each other and shit like that and i was like oh no this dude's just like madly in love like years later i was like because there's a song by Killswitch Engage called The End of Heartache. I thought it was a song about falling in love. But if you actually listen to the lyrics and understand it, it's about him going, fuck you, I'm done. I don't have to worry about you anymore. <laughs> so it's like my interpretation of songs was like wildly incorrect for the longest time. So like when I when I first heard Colin Baton Rouge, it was like, oh, that's so cool. They're a married couple. They're just talking to each other all the time. And then I realized <laughs> I was like, oh, that's what love actually is. So, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I think he, right. So how? So you you were about the same age then, yeah. Though, right? They're seven, eight years old, something like that. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you a free pass because yeah, he does say like right at the beginning, I spent last night with the girl. Like it, it was basically a one night stand, and then he had to get back on the road. But he was so enamored with her and wants to get back to that sweet, sweet poontang that he keeps calling <laughs> Baton Rouge. Yeah, but like so, seven, but like seven to ten year old you is like I spent the. I spent last night in the arms of a girl of Louisiana, right? Like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, what does that my mean? My wife. Yeah. My, my, my wife. wife. Like, why would you be in the arms of a woman? Of, said, you know, yeah. So. I'll give seven-year-old Jared a pass. I'm Dude, glad, seven. Glad you figured it out, though. <laughs> Jared, young Jared, like, before I was, I think I was 17 before, like, I realized that, oh, the world's a lot bigger place than I thought. So, I was, yeah, like... It was so, dude, I was so sheltered. It wasn't even funny. <laughs> like, you know, in, in high school when the kids are like, oh, yeah, doing like the jack off jokes. I'm like, what are you guys doing? What is that? <laughs> I was a fucking idiot, dude. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So same question. I think it's going to sure. be the same answer as before. Do you think that we miss anything from this one not being delivered by Garth Brooks? I think your answer is going to be no. Yes. Yes, we don't. Yes, miss we anything? do miss something. Oh, okay. What do we miss? Helios, you missed. Um, because Garth Brooks sounds way more stupid singing it. <laughs> I no, I don't know. I, in probably, a good way, yeah. <laughs> or a bad like, way. like he's more in love. Like it, it, he has more feeling behind the words. Yes. You're saying, yeah. Okay. Like because you anybody can sing a song, right? Anybody can sing any song out there. You can have the best pipes in the world, like. Uh, Oh, fancy like that, right? Kesha and 
whatever the guy's name because I don't remember and I don't care. She does some parts in it, right? And she's got some pipes on her, right? And then you watch the music video, and you're like, she looks like she could care less. So, like, it it almost feels like she's, like, just doing it to do it. But when you're actually in love, writing a song about somebody that you're in love with, it just hits different. You know, yeah, you could yeah, sound the same. You. you could feel it. could Everything could be exactly the same. But when I hear Eric sing it because you wrote it and it was about your wife, I'm like, oh, that's about his wife. He's, there's there's a it, special little tingle in there. It just means more, just like in the SEC. And uh, the person that wrote that or the person that <laughs> sings that song is uh, sadly, I know it because I had to get the, you know, do all the Spotify links for Mark's show. And since yeah. you decided to add that as his 13th song, the uh, person is Walker Hayes. Walker Hayes. I, I yeah. like how you threw the little jab in there. And the, the what was the SEC? Because it means more. What? It just means more. Yeah, that's their <laughs> slogan. The Southeastern Conference. So, crossover college football fans will will get that one. So, uh, do Is you remember the Big the... Ten? Badger Big Ten, right? No. Yeah. Even though there's 14 teams now, it's so still dumb. called the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> So do you remember uh, the story of buying this record? Like, how were you exposed? Well, you already ex- said that you were exposed mm-hmm. by your dad. Your dad introduced you yeah. to Garth Brooks. But do you remember the story about buying this record? Uh, in pieces. Oh, dude, I can't fucking spell. In pieces, Garth. Wow, that. Uh, it helps if I have Garth Brooks on there, right? If I remember. Oh, yeah. So I remember looking the- at the album. So um not Sudoku. What what is that? What is the what is the that? It's a like a crossword puzzle thingy, right? Like one yeah yeah one across is like whatever one down is this. Like it it looks like right. one of those little puzzles that he's got. And he's got on this red and black flannel shirt. Got the country hat. He's looking at you like he's well he's looking a little off. But I was like that's so cool. Like in pieces. Like and it's all like twisted and not spelled correctly or whatever and i'm like oh, that looks like a cool album that'd be a good album to start off with and so i decided to buy that one and i was like oh that's a cool album and then the next one was where he's wearing the white flannel so okay well something you did you obviously knew that it was garth brooks but you didn't oh, really have yeah. like you weren't looking for a specific song you're just like i want a garth brooks album yeah. this one looks like it's the coolest one to own right now this is what i'm gonna get yeah it was basically okay. like i want a garth brooks album so i'm gonna buy it um, yeah, where, where was it? Okay. So the chase was the second one that I got. Yeah. Blues on my head. Blue now. just, yeah. He just flew from the camera to his head. Oh, That's he's going to, cool. he's, he's pissed off. And then, um, no fences was the next one that I got rope in the wind. <laughs> there goes Helios. He's now also on Jared's head and now blue is on the bill of his hat and they're both attacking his headphones. They're, they're doing what they do best. Where, where's, I think I think it was the hits or whatever was that double album that I got. That was the original first one, and I just kind of tracked everything down where I was like, I'm just gonna do what I do best and and get the actual CDs and go for it there. So Blue is like, Dad, get this shit off of your head. What are you doing, dude? This is what happens. I swear <laughs> to God, like they. So the problem the problem with doing file entertainment on Fridays is that they know I get off half an hour early, so they think they get like a half hour to themselves. Right. And then I come over here, I sit down, I do this and like f- sit in your chair. And it's funny because my chair is like five feet that way. So mm-hmm. they just they just want me to be closer to them. And it's their way of going. Stop. Whatever you're doing. Just hang out with us for a minute. So, <laughs> Yeah. 
Well, that's heartbreaking, but we're not going to do that. We're going to get right back. <laughs> I sit here all weekend long, and they, I, I'm with them literally almost, I'd say, 16 of the 24 hours every every Saturday and Sunday. I'm with them. So they can fuck right off. They they get plenty of dad time. Awesome. So uh, you already answered the next question. Uh, what was it about the song or album that you were like, I must own this? You already explained it. You just thought it looked cool. Yeah. So what medium was it? It was a CD that CD. you bought. Okay. I I I I, I think I think I started getting into music when CDs were becoming the mainstream, and so I had a little I had a little uh, this is my alarm clock because I didn't wake up for shit. So I had this little this little stereo thing, and my dad had bought me one that was like, yeah, it's got a CD top on it, whatever. I don't know. It came as a combo. It was on sale. I was like, all right. And so of course, when I could get music, I got CDs, and that's just all I ever went with. So nice. Yeah so how do you feel about the song now like do you think that it still holds up to like what it did when you first heard it oh yeah okay. oh yeah okay. but when, when i when i come visit the farm for a brief momento it's like oh yeah yeah here we go let's uh yep nope it's a love song got it oh, here, here's another one that's just yeah. like not even it's just off the cuff so given the option are you going to listen to the original or like you typically listen to stuff on Spotify. So are, are you going to get like this Nashville tribute collection or are you going to try to seek out the Garth Brooks original? If you just really have a hankering for the song, if I can get the original, I'm going for it. I've got, okay. I've got YouTube premium anyway. So there you go. All right. And looking back, knowing what you know now about your, your musical choices, would this still be your first purchase or would you a time traveling Jared, pick up something different and then start maybe down a different direction. Would you've gotten into metal sooner given your druthers? No, I, 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 th I think I still would have taken the, the initial original path. So. Okay. All right. Um, so we've got, I, the boots I, I know it wasn't a good answer. I'm sorry. I know it wasn't a no, good that, answer. No, that's, no, that, that was the perfect answer because you're going to explain how you were introduced to metal and i think like that that story is a pretty good one so i mean just kind of maybe discovering it on your own wouldn't have the same kind of gravitas and would have you know made you maybe led you down a different path and so what a good word what gravitas gravitas nice <laughs> yeah i'm known for some good uh good five dollar word hey yeah okay. every word every, every once in a while <laughs> So we got the boot scooting out of the way. We're gearing up to start moshing now. A little bit. But first, you have to introduce us to a song that you listened to in high school that maybe wasn't your taste, but that you still enjoyed. What's this third song? So this, um, I swear to God, uh, I almost, so you, you guys remember the old Skate and Dave Mira video games, right? <laughs> yes. So I'm almost 100% sure this was off a of Skate two if anyone ever remembers that and when i would play skate i'm pretty sure it was off of skate two i haven't double checked and i'm not going to fact check myself so get on it jamie um i remember that there were like three songs that i liked and the same thing with dave mirrors freestyle bmx there was like two songs that were on repeat and one of them was uh what i got by sublime and then when better days by citizen king came up i was like oh it's the same kind of groovy, and you could skate around the park. You could do what you do in the freestyle, and this I, I was gonna do Afro Man before I got high, 
And I was like, that's just too much of a deviation from where Jared's at. Like, it's it's so random in the mix. And I was like, it's almost too much. So <laughs> I, I went with uh, Better Days by Citizen King because it just, like, it was, it was the, that's what it was back in the day during high school. You know, that's what people jammed out to. Nobody really got down with the metal like I did um, when I finally started getting down to it. So, yeah, that's that's kind of I don't have a good segue, man. I don't have anything else. <laughs> well, so how were you introduced to this song? I was literally playing Skate 2 and I was just like, that's like Sublime's what I got. I like that song. Okay. And then it just so became repeat. It was from the it was from oh. the video game, not like your peer group. Then. Okay. No, no, no. All no. right. So, I guess Oh, I mean, if you were going to say something else about My peer group sucked. <laughs> they were all like Britney Spears and shit and it's like hey, lunatics doing no this is... yeah I admit like so the mainstream media is what a lot of my friends liked I, I call it like mainstream media but it's like uh, like here in here in central Wisconsin 95.5 WIFC they are like your typical everyone loves that station because it plays all the hits that everyone loves you know the top 90s at 9 uh, the top 40 on the weekends because I, I know like all over the US there's always that one radio station that plays like the top 40s or the top 100 hits and they do that countdown. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everybody liked, you know, like, and I was like, all right, well, I'm more of a Garth Brooks kind of guy. And then I kind of liked, you know, whatever this was. And then I hit metal. And when I hit metal at, I, I, I believe it was 17. Yeah, it was 17 and I hit metal and it was just fuck everything else. Nothing else was good enough for me. And so when I started listening to this is, this was one of those songs that I could actually enjoy that everyone else kind of enjoyed. And then there mm. Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, you know, all, uh, uh, Blink-182. I'm trying to remember the name. The other guy, Green Day, like they were all okay. over. Like, yeah, I like those guys. I liked everybody. But I remember there were a couple songs I had on repeat. And Better Days by Citizen King was just something that was better. All right. Let's give it a listen. My shoes, my toes are busted. My kitchen says my bread is molded. I got a good job at the dollar store. One foot in the hole, one foot getting deeper with a broken mirror and a blown out speaker. And I ain't got much else to lose. I'm faded, flat busted, been jaded, I've been dusted. I know that I've seen better days. There ain't no use Cause I've seen better days 
my glory Missed the bus, but I'm in no hurry Molasses fast, no business born One foot in the hole, one foot getting deeper Crank it to 11, blowing on the speaker end just informed it's street skater 2 when i was 13 okay yeah what year was that 2000 okay i was going to say because i'm not sure if you're aware but mm -hmm. you just made even closer friends with jake and david because do you know that this song is featured in malcolm in the middle it bookends the series it is in the premiere episode and it, it is in the finale to kind of like it was it's the perfect bookend for the series cool i didn't know if you knew that <laughs> nope i've seen <laughs> so, i've seen plenty of malcolm in the middle but I, I i didn't know that well i mean obviously you know that jake and david do the malcolm in the middle show so they're gonna get a real kick out of this so why wasn't this your i mean you've already explained it mm -hmm. i mean this was like more top 40 kind of stuff and you yeah. were like either kind of country but so what made this song the exception to your rule it was just like reggae groovy dude <laughs> like it, because when when you play video games especially like as hardcore as i did back in the day like you're just sitting there playing for like hours on end right like that was a lot of my escape and so you got to find something that's a, that that catches your you know your your ear ticklers right is what my boss calls them <laughs> ear ticklers yeah. and this tickled jared's ear i just i like the sound i like the style it was a fun there's nothing wrong with the top 40s, top 100s, and stuff like that. All those songs are good. I just prefer something better. <laughs> something better. So, yeah. All right. I, well, I'm really thankful that Mark played host the first go round and he came up with so many of these great questions because mm -hmm. basically I've just been able to copy paste and then just <laughs> tweak them here and there. Yeah. So, here's another one of his questions Musically, would you consider yourself open minded? What genres do you think that you might find yourself listening to? uh finding more gems like this song i i got really close-minded for a good minute and then i was just like death metal is metal everything everything else is trash nothing else and then um like as i've slowly like kind of worked my way through things i've I w i'd go through like a trap phase an edm phase i'd go through a little bit of like a, a, a you know another country phase i'd come visit the farm again and the more and more I would go through things, and then the more and more that I've been home with these lunatics, I'll put on, like, because, uh, like, right now in the background, I know you can't hear it, but I've got, like, cyberpunk, like, ethereal music going on right now, right? And it's taking you through, like, a digital rendering of the cyberpunk world, and it's, like, this kind of cool ethereal music that these guys listen to. Every once in a while, I throw on the lo-fi hip-hop channel, and I just kind of vibe to that while I look through memes. And I find myself being very, very open but when push comes to shove, shove and they're like, Jared, what are you going to listen to? 
headbangers ball all day every day. <laughs> yeah well i mean if you're actively paying attention to oh, it yeah if it's just something that's just like for ambient noise in the background pretty much anything well and you've been exposed to a hell of a lot of different genres over the course of you know being affiliated with this show so mm-hmm. um so what were your thoughts on hearing this song again like is it more to is it are you finding that it's closer to your taste now or still no it's just like top 40 and uh, it's good enough, but not quite for your your standard rotation. Well, because I've listened to this playlist at least, like I would I would hate to see if Spotify tracks how many times I've listened through this playlist, just because of my narcissism and making sure that this playlist is right. But like, I throw it on rotation. Like I I, I would definitely put it back into the rotation. I have rediscovered plenty of songs that I love throughout the years trying to tweak these top three to make it just so right and I've got a couple of songs in rotation I've added a couple to the old school the headbangers instrumental madness like covers I've added a shit ton man <laughs> all right so here, here's my first dick question sure <laughs> if given an option you could only choose between one uh are you gonna choose the citizen king song or are you gonna choose crazy town I want to piss Mark off, but Citizen King. I gotta go. Citizen. Like better days, better days is 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 is, is better than the. Uh, uh, oh God, what is that song? Is it Fucking Butterfly, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Uh, oh, that's Weezer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking the Crazy Town, which is like, weren't you listening to that Butterfly? No, no, because was, it's, it's uh, better days, Sublime, what I got, and then I know Mark hates fucking Weezer. Yeah, no, he was calling you out for listening to, um, you were listening to like Crazy Town Butterfly. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot all about that because when he decided to creep on my, uh, creep on Discord. No, Citizen King all day, every day. Citizen King all day, every day. Sorry. I thought you were. That's the correct answer. I thought you were going after me because Weezer is the the number one song from my old school rock. No, no, no. All right. So we've, uh, We've done all the that stuff. We're ready to get into the deep analysis treatment. Uh, so introduce us to song number four, the song that reminds you of your first romantic partner. The... Well, Can let we... me set you up here, yeah. okay? Before yeah. before we hear it, okay. Set the stage for us for young love. Like how old? Were the two of you? You can say your, her name, like mm. you don't have to go full yeah, on blast, I'm, like Mark did with yeah. the, like you know her her name, her social, her current address. <laughs> so, the first girl I ever fell in love with, her name was Jessica. She was this raven-haired goddess, um, way back in like I, I'm pretty sure like I was like thirteen, fourteen, or whatever. Like it, this was true, true young love, and she was that smart, nerdy girl that she was just there, right? Like she was. She existed in the class. Not many people liked her. I was such a shy kid when I was younger that, like, I, I was so quiet, so under the radar that people would, like, go, Jared, hand this to Timmy. Or, like, hey, Jared, hand, hand this to Sarah. And I'd pass these notes between people because the teachers never cared about me. They didn't notice me, you know? And, like, I'd be that note passer in the, in the middle of the class, and she was just quiet off in the distance. And she was, like, I specifically remember how raven-haired she was. And I was just like, God, is she cute. And, like, little me didn't know, like, just how adorably awesome this woman was. And apparently she's, like, all grown up. Like, she's traveling the world. She's doing a lot of stuff. Like, she's on Facebook, but not really there. And I'm pretty sure if that's her profile picture, I should have asked her. 
man. You know, like I should have made a move on Jessica. And I don't know that this song just, it, it, cause it's, do you know who Mick Gordon is? Yeah. That's the, yeah. The, the, yeah, the doom guy, the composer. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he crafts shit so well. And I think that you can like kind of feel in it that I know that this song is probably not even close to anything about love, but like, it just, you feel like I, I feel like I could have just taken over the world with her. Like we, the, the world would have been ours to, to eat out of. So, this, so this wasn't a relationship though. This was just no. a, a crush. Okay. Oh, so the, the, yeah, this okay. was, this was boyhood love right here. All right. <laughs> all right. This, this was the first real Jared's. Like I look back on it now and you know, I was like, Oh, who was your first love? Who was your, I mean, I could talk about Christina all day, every day too, but like, if we want to talk about love, like little Jared didn't know that this was love, but this was a hundred percent infatuation. Like she was my girl, you know, she didn't know it. <laughs> okay. And so now this yeah. song, because is this a song of the time that you associated with her then, or this is a song now in retrospect that you associate with her? This is a song now that I can in retrospect associate. with. Okay. Her. So, All right. Cause I was going to say like, so, cause I had a question about like, was this a, consciously a song for you as a couple? But I mean, you weren't really a, a couple. No, so. I mean like with, with Christina, like if you want to like really go like, like true, true first love, uh, Christina told me at like three months that she loved me. Like, like it was so funny. Like we were driving the car, we, we parked outside the front house and she's like, I tell you something. I was like, well, you can tell me when we get inside. No worries. And she's like, no, no, no. I don't want to say it in front of anybody else. And she's like, I love you. I really, really love you. And because I, in the moment, didn't know what that truly, truly meant as like a 17 year old kid. Right. I was just like, I love you too, Christina. No big deal. It's like, I got you girl. Like you're my girl. And then like, it finally hit me like a couple of days later. I was like, Oh fuck. Like that's a big ass move. But Jessica was like that first like real romantic crush that love that like true in a sense, like I am falling in love with somebody that doesn't talk to me. And and I'm just a hopeless romantic and I like everyone like I don't know where to go with that because it's I can either talk about Christina the first girl that I truly truly dated and then who just spiraled into horribleness or this woman that I first realized that hey girls are kind of fucking cool I kind of should talk to this person and and I just was infatuated with her man well let's go with that one because that means that mean that you've already got the song selected and we can also just uh in our mind's eye, we can take that journey thinking that this did work out. You did talk to her and you had this brilliant relationship. Yeah. Uh, the song is called Carnal Red by, this, uh, by the band Monuments. Uh, the album is actually a rock cardinal, which is really cool. I actually discovered that way too late after looking at it so long. Um, but Mick Gordon helps compose it. And if you know the Doom Eternal, the new Doom video game that came out, he helped basically create all that craziness and the way that this song just goes together and some of the lyrics that they talk about are fucking gorgeous dude all right let's give it a listen cardinal red monuments
That was quite an evil laugh there, my friend. The uh, the ex-girlfriend hated that laugh because uh, I would always do it at the most inappropriate times. Because <laughs> like that's my laugh, like when I'm in the fields, like it's starting. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so like, what specific lyrics about that song kind of resonate with you that tie so closely to you, to Jessica, the Raven-haired beauty? So just like at, the, at the, the the very very the very start born to raid the world of all its natural beauty like in in my childish little eyes like that was just she was just she was that raven that just you like when when the vikings would look up at the sky and they're like odin is with us you know like you 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 look at her just that's it that's all i need to feel okay and uh no remorse for those who fall in misery like i didn't do anything so like there's no remorse for, for myself because I didn't do a single thing. And that's why I probably really sad Panda that she's not there. And then slaves to the irrational with fears, your compass as self-inflicted cannibals and monochrome. It, I don't really get that last part, but like the slave to the irrational, <laughs> it's like, like what's, what's the worst that's going to happen, right? Like I'm going to get rejected and then fear is my compass. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm going to steer away from her. Like I'm, mm. I'm going to just admire her from a distance. And like, I, I, I guess, you know, because I was just so black and white with it and I didn't, I didn't open up to like, just, I guess Cardinal red. That's kind of cool. Cause it's a color. He's talking about monochrome and I should have been colorful to talk to her. You know, I, I, I feel like it, it, it's just, a, it's such a great song because looking back at it, you, you just, you feel sorrow for something that I never obtained. And mm. that even if I could just be like, Jessica, you're a fucking Raven and I love birds and, the Raven is the ultimate. You're hot. You're attractive. I, I'm madly in love with you, but you can't say that to a woman, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's a cool song that has some great dope lyrics and the, the doubles and the, the head. It's just, ha. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, I think we already know the answer to the, the next question. Cause you're already admitted to kind of like the, the awkward laugh because you're getting into the feels. So, but I mean, but, what feelings are there now revisiting this song? Like, is it good? Is it bad? Is it a mixture of the two? I mean, you've, you've talked about remorse. You've, you've done kind of like, uh, you're you're kind of getting there already. Yeah. But it's, it's, but it's obviously joy. a song that you enjoy. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's pure joy, pure excitement. Okay. Because like, I remember, I remember one day we were, we were in gym and we, we had to do shuttle runs, right? And I remember they're like, Jared, you're... the gym team was like, Jessica and fuck, Jared, Jared, Jessica and Jared, go. I was like, all right. So she's in the right lane. I'm in the left lane. And she's like, she's just focused, like laser focused. And I'm just like, hey, beautiful. <laughs> you know, so like, like, I'm not even really kind of taking it serious. And then I was like, I'm a guy. I should show her up. I should beat her. I should show her I'm masculine, right? I should show her I got this. And dude, I was always a fat kid, right? Like I was just... 
a piece of shit, lazy, fat kid out there. Like, I was never really in shape. Like, my we did the toe touch thing, and my, my gym teacher's like, seriously, that's all you got? I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, barely, I barely went positive, right? And so what ended up happening was, like, I, we took off, and, like, I'm beating her, I'm beating her, and then she trips and falls. And everyone's like, it's just you, Jared. It's just you. Go, go, go. And like I kept, I like I pushed harder and I ran faster. My gym teacher was like, Jared, you did really good. You were faster this time around. I was like, did good, huh? And then like I was looking for Jessica and she was just not like impressed. Like she was just mad that she fell over. And I wanted to be like, I did good, huh, Jessica? And she just didn't care. So like, and and it was it's just pure joy because I remember knowing that she like maybe was part of an interaction or that I got to do something with her. Like it made my day in in in, in middle school, high school. So. Well, the, the first thing you do when you get that time machine, you go back to that day, and then as soon as she falls, you stop and you double back and you help her up. Like it shows that you've you you've care. yeah, you've given up on any kind of like you know glory or attention for yourself, for you know the the well being of her. That I think would go a yeah. long way. So. And then I don't awkwardly kiss her hand during square dance, and it was the talk of the school for like a week. <laughs> I fucking shit you not, dude. We like, oh like three weeks later, we were doing. Uh, it was like a, it was it was like sometime in the future we're square dancing to like country or whatever, and like you know they curtsy and then like you bow or whatever. I'm like, mm, and I yeah. kissed her hand, and everyone's like, oh my god, and the teacher's like, Jared, the fuck you doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> like I thought it was romantic as shit, and she just kind of like she was like heavily blushing. And I was just like, yeah, she knows I like her now. <laughs> Boy, and so does everybody else. Yeah, so, so did everybody else. It was, it was so right, bad. So, well, you said, like, that you've kind of, uh, you've looked up her profile and whatever. Like, what's what's she doing now? Is she available? Have, is this something that you would, like, maybe try to, to, like, rekindle something? She is She is blossomed, I guess is the word that I would use. Like, she was never, like, an ugly girl to begin with but like that shy ner nerdy like bookworm kind of girl that was like conventionally attractive when she was younger and didn't really know what she was doing she has realized how attractive she was she i guess like created herself a, a big personality and then just blossomed uh hmm. through a couple of the people that i'm still in contact with i've just heard that like she just took off and because uh, i left for houston when i was a teenager and I kind of bounced around a bunch of schools uh, before, like, I could have probably actually been, like, Jessica with, like, let's do this. And through the grapevine, like, she travels. She's brilliant. She's got a very well-paying job. I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen her profile. She's in, like, I think she's in a photo in Hawaii or some jungle. And she just is, gosh, she's still just the raven that I, I remember just all grown up. So, hmm. so the, here's the, the tough question that goes along with with this one how do you think that she would feel about being so closely identified with this song i hope she likes heavy metal <laughs> i hope <laughs> she likes heavy metal and gets it um I, again like i i'm not sure how much she knew i existed i know i know in my little i know i know in my little thing i i wrote this whole other thing but my my true first like love romantic partner was Jessica and I hope it just makes her feel special. Like if for some reason Jessica, you went to, because um, I don't mind saying it, the Rothschild Elementary School right next to the the power plant where they made paper, Wasa paper. 
if you're listening, girl, you still got it. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you uh I I hope you enjoyed my little tribute. Uh you know, it's it's yeah, I, I hope she can just see it as something romantic and I hope that she maybe is flattered by it. That's how I hope she views it, is that she, she can feel flattered by the song. As you can and tell, words are not doing so well right now and I'm very anxious because yeah. Yeah. It's all right, buddy. We're we're here to <sighs> we're on this journey together. So uh introduce us then to this uh next song, which is song that was uh, in heavy rotation in the military, in your case. Yeah. So in the military, I, um, in the military, what I decided to do was I decided that on my first deployment to Iraq, I was going to, every payday, I was going to buy a couple of CDs. That was just what I was going to buy three or four. And mm -hmm. I ended up coming across, uh, this band called Lamb of God. And when I first told my mom about a band I'd called, found called Lamb of God, she was like thoroughly happy. Uh, my military friends, they thought I had turned a new leaf or whatever. And then songs like Late to Rest, Omerita, Blacken the Curse and Sun, Now You've Got Something to Die For, Walk With Me in Hell uh, came across their <laughs> eyes. And they were like, wow, this is not the Lamb of God we thought Jared was listening to. And um, this was this was one of the very first songs that like really was like, this is what heavy metal can be. If this is what heavy metal truly can be, I'm fucking down. For, I'm down to clown, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's give a listen to Descending by Lamb of God. <laughs>
All right, so you you had the evil laugh again at the start of the song. So, yeah. <laughs> what's going on, buddy? <laughs> oh, it's like because I I remember I got so there's this there's this one guy that I'm actually we we weren't kind of friends and then we were kind of friends and now that now that I'm out and he's he's attained the rank of master sergeant. Uh, Tyler was his name, and uh, I remember I was like, hey Tyler, I got this band called Lamb of God. Can we listen to it? And he's a country boy, like country with a double k bordering on three right and <laughs> right. he's just he's his brick shit house of a dude like i trust him i trust him with my life and when push came to shove like he would trust me with his life too but like it's so funny because it's like finally you're listening to some good fucking music jared and i was like ah we'll see about that tyler and he he hit play and like he just almost immediately within like 20 seconds turned it off and he was like, what is this devil-worshipping nonsense? And I was like, no, this is a great song. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it just it reminded me of the giddiness that I felt when I was about to hit play. I was like, oh, Tyler, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss you off. <laughs> so Shake your worldview. Yeah. Uh, right. the, I just so, want to throw this out there because I know a lot mm-hmm. of people are always like, oh, it's just that growling blah, 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 blah. The lead singer's name is Randy Blythe. Right. Uh, the guy actually spent time in prison overseas and um, he he's actually famous for being able to hit multiple high octaves. So like he's got range. He's just not this growling demon that you think he can actually hit some exceptionally well, uh, well tuned octaves in, in the musical industry. I think they were talking about like it's weird that uh, the death metal that he does where he hits like eight or something like that. But yeah, he can hit a couple of couple of octaves instead of just one it's not just what is that a, a one trick pony as they would call it yeah yes indeed so what is it about this song that resonates so much with you and it so in the military when when you start they break you down and they're just like we're gonna turn you into this machine and then when you go through your tech school they turn you into a very fine-tuned machine <laughs> And some of the lyrics, uh, to never recover the pieces that, to all that we've lost, recover the pieces lost, the pieces we've all lost. You, you find yourself after basic training, you're like, I'm a real fucking person, though. You know, like, deep down underneath it, like, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm that fine-tuned machine that they want me to be, but, like, deep down, I'm still the, the kid who, like, talks about his dick all the time that like you know that like loves video games and this and that and the third but like when i put on the uniform and i i strap that gun to my hip and then i put the gun over my shoulder like and i get my f-150 with the lights like and i'm protecting you know ellsworth air force base south dakota like i'm fucking doing it right like i'm that machine but like you sit in the truck with me for 12 hours you're gonna learn some shit about jared right so I love that after basic training, you come out of it, you end, you're like, I am broken. I, I am this little thing. And then you start to pick up the pieces that you've lost through basic training and that you're, you're becoming the person you are again. And I just remember that going through Iraq, because like literally I went to basic training. I went to tech school. I got there and like, Airman Jared, you want to go to Iraq? And I was like, I fucking just left my fiance. Let's do this shit. And then all of a sudden I'm shipped off to Iraq and I'm with a bunch of people I've barely ever met. We become close friends ish. And like, we, I'm like slowly getting out of that military mentality. And I'm like, Oh, we're just all fucking people at the end of the day. And I was, I was that machine, but I was also Jared at the end of the day. And it was just kind of nice to be able to go, 
this is where I'm at. This is who I am. I'm just now wearing a uniform and have to act very professional in very certain circumstances. So, And still talking about my dick. Oh, all day, every day, baby. <laughs> Do you want to see it? No, no, thank you. <laughs> That's reserved for uh, your caged heat, as Mark would call it. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay, so <laughs> I know that what's... makes you really uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Oh. It's all good. <laughs> anyways moving on <laughs> yes uh, uh the next one the song you listen to uh i very well said all that stuff about the military by the yeah. way and thank you for that the next one is uh, a song you listen to which first made you appreciate slash love your favorite genre of music even if that song is not your favorite so this song it's it's the type of music is called hype metal. They actually play it faster in, in, in under, so if you ever go see 36 crazy fists, they're banned from Alaska. Um, if you ever go watch them play, their songs are like sped up. They're like 1.5 or 1.25 times faster. And it's called the hype metal. It's supposed to get you moving and grooving and just losing your shit. And the reason why this is this, this I chose this song over fired up by black label society I feel like this song makes me appreciate metal because it can be done two different ways. You can slow it down and it still gives you that, that thrill and that excitement and that, that giddiness over the song where if you play it fast, you're like, Oh fucking shit. Yeah. There's a second gear, you know? And it just, it builds and builds to where you can just hit play and then hit repeat, repeat one. And you're just still going a thousand times a day, you know? And it's, it's still going to give you that same, Oomph. It's still going to give you that hell yeah, brother. It's still going to give you that you're in the pit with everybody else and you know why they're there. You know what they're feeling. They look at you, you look at them, and just no words need to be spoken and you're there. You're there. And that's, I, I think that's why they named the song The All Night's Lights and, and Love of Alaska. Because if you're from Alaska and you know anything about living there for a long time, you just know. And. That's why we should listen to the All Night's Lights by 36 Crazy Fest, baby. All right. Nice introduction. Let's do it. Nazi love 
So I think we have to play a little fast and loose with uh, because technically, I mean, wouldn't your favorite song be the first song that you heard, which made you appreciate the genre? So you had to pick a different one. Can we not with the cat? We know there's a cat there. Can you not? No. All right, cool. <laughs> um, like it, it's 30s. The All Night's Lights is not like my favorite, favorite all time song. Right. But it is it is one it, it's within my top ten top five but that's why it's there because it makes me appreciate the genre that much more. Okay, I mean I was so. I'm I'm not complaining. I yeah. like that we're getting some variety. I, I just I'm a stickler for for being correct and yeah. especially technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. And I know that Jake is laughing yeah. and and appreciative of that. So I just wanted to put that out there. So. Yeah. All right. So, like, what uh, what about this song uh, mm. resonates with you? I think it's. Um, I really have no idea. I, like, <laughs> okay. I, I know it's. I know it's such a dumb bullshit answer, but like, the, the lyrics, like, it's very repetitive, and it's always interesting because, like, when I li- find a song that I really, really like, it's almost like I have to mishear the lyrics at least twice. And uh, it's it's just so interesting that if you actually look at the lyrics and listen to what he's actually saying, which some people can hear that, and I just I guess I, like I said, I, sometimes I just mishear shit all the time. But it's just a song about Alaska. Like when I found out, like no, that's just a song about Alaska and, and how he loves it and how you know to some people it's it's home and some people it's a massive adventure. And I think one of the reasons why it resonates so well is because that little interlude or. I don't know the, the the middle part where he gets really soft and quiet with it. 
-hmm. I've realized that like I can kind of harmonize with him when he's singing it, especially in the Jeep when it's cranked up to 38 or whatever, you know, (laughs) and it's, it's, it's just a cool ass fucking song that I like, you know, and sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to have like these poignant answers for everything. You've been doing a really good job of uh, like putting a lot of detail into like the, the reasoning behind the songs. It's perfectly fine for, so for some of these songs, it should be like, I like it, and I picked it because I like it. That's perfectly acceptable. I so. mean, this next song is, I mean, if you want a legitimate reason, like, I think I was fucking one time, and it just came <laughs> on, and it was a good beat, and she really enjoyed the three minutes and 33 seconds that she got. So there you go. <laughs> oh, incredible. <laughs> so, this next one actually has uh, some meaning behind it, because this is, Yes, a song that I know that you've you've brought up before. I've yeah. I've heard about this track several times. This is your most listened to song yep. or your top played on iTunes. Um, but we finally get to have its debut on a file under. So, what is this song set the stage for this next one? So, in my heavy metal journey, I found Monuments, Betray the Martyrs, and of course, this band called the Browning. Now, I don't know why my buddy Brandon sent me this song randomly, but for the last three years, it has been the number one played song on Spotify running. And the it was it's so funny because the year that Brandon introduced it to me is the year it became the number one song. It Their artwork is amazing. It is just these epic, like... There's there, one of their one of their songs is one of their albums is literally a dragon breathing fire and it's it's done in this very interesting artwork style. I don't even know how to say it, but when you listen to their songs, it's almost like that that big battle music where you're just you're the main character in this story and by god you're going to fucking defeat that dragon whether you <laughs> like it or not. Kicking and screaming, you're going to kill this beast whether you want to or not. And you're just, you're going to battle, baby. And you better batten down the hatches because carnage is coming and you have to face it or it's going to face you. And that's why I love the song Carnage by the Browning so fucking much. All right. Well, you've you've amped it up. So let's give it a listen. Anybody run up nowhere for to put on me? 
searching. I got blood in my vision, unstoppable killing. Don't call me a bomber, no there is no option. There and no walking, don't have a heart. And I am the enemy, rip you apart. I'll die a king, but part of me just wishes all my fallen dreams would come to life. So come to strike, don't care to play this So that, at listening to that, well, so first uh, I was intrigued. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. what I was expected because I I went in deaf, as I told you. I liked yeah. that you've been that you've been doing that, so it, it leads to more honest uh, reactions. So yeah. I actually I had in mind a song that I was like that I not sure if you're familiar with with the band or not, but it's your kind of music. So it's like all right, I I know perfectly the song that I'm going to suggest for Jerry. But then hearing this song, I'm like, no, actually a better one would be more suited because it sounds like it's kind of like de- demented carnival music mm-hmm. a, a little bit. Yep. <laughs> and it's also like, there's there's a lot of like EDM influence. And then there's also, it's like speed metal with this hybridization of like hip hop, but also like the, the thrash. Uh, wow. So is like all Everything. of the Browning stuff, uh, all of the Browning stuff is like that? I've, Kind of, sort of, yeah. Like it's they don't they don't always have like the rap breakdown. This is one of the few songs that has the rap breakdown. There's a song called Skybreaker. It's fun. I think Skybreaker is more like a. Uh, I think it's one of their more like instrumental songs. But like that's what it is. It's basically I call it EDM heavy metal. Like that's that's what it is. It's just fucking glorious. That was pretty cool. I'm yeah. I'm going to legitimately seek out more Browning because I was like I was kind of floored by that. Like I loved the Carnival Beats because of the affiliation. Like I almost want to listen to that song on air and have like uh, t- to see what you think about it. <laughs> um, it w- yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to listen to the song on air uh, for your for your pick. I would I'm more than happy if if I can find it. But yeah, there's a there's a song that they have uh, called End of Existence. And it's it's one of the more repetitive songs, but that's the one where the dragon is like he's throwing his his fire breath at this guy, and I think he's got a shield up, and it just it's such a badass art style that I yeah end of it. So if you want to seek out two other songs by the Browning that are that EDM kind of like heavy dance you know metal, End of mm-hmm. Existence and Skybreaker. So oh god, like yeah, it, it just that that rap breakdown in the middle is just. It's so funny because 
he talks about, he's like, all this power I've been given, swear to God, it's like a curse. Anybody run up, no effort to put him in a hearse. You know, like, it's like in your video game, right? You're, you're running through, you're slaying motherfuckers. You're like, hell yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're that, you're such a high level, right? And you're doing so good. I, I love it. Cause then in the next little kind of like the death metal breakdown after that, um, no purpose for anything, sacrificed everything to slay away. In my mind, I feel I am lifeless. With this strength, life feels pointless. Because it's like you've achieved this greatness. You're there. You, you defeat every enemy that you find. You, like uh, In Beowulf, right? The movie Beowulf. The king mm-hmm. is like, I just want to fucking die. I can't die. I can't, like everything that has been thrown at me, I'm ready for death. And then uh, the, the where I get that you're going to face the demons and you're going to conquer, strength beyond strength, I've seen pain beyond pain, unbreakable. And it's just this great song that just pumps you up. The rap breakdown threw me off the first time I heard it, but I was like, oh, I know, that suits it. That suits it. Yeah, it, it yeah. fits. It's, it somehow works. And so, like, that's why I, it was definitely a bit different than what I expected. And so, I mean, because you've oh, yeah. mentioned several times that, like, you know, this is one of, like, this is like your favorite song essentially that you oh, listen yeah. to constantly. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I, I trust Jared, but it's just like that band, like the Browning, it sounds like they shit their pants. Like, yeah. I, it's like, it's, it's just like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't need to seek that out because I, but I'm definitely like no hyperbole. That was fucking awesome, dude. Like I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to, to more of that. Yeah. And I also wrote down the other suggestions, Skybreaker and end of existence. So yeah. That was cool. I I dug that quite a bit. Yeah, the name Browning. The Browning. I was like, the fuck, like Brent. Like, can they really yeah. be that good? And I saw the artwork. I was like, ah, I'll give them a shot. And then I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're we're, we're gonna where is spot? Here we go. All right, the Browning. Just play. Let's see what happens. Yeah, well, see, yeah this is definitely one where uh, they're maybe not so well served by the name because that legitimately sounds like like someone like had an accident and caked their pants. As Mark Did you guys hear about say. Tony's the Browning incident? Yeah, we gotta tell the story, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so, well, that was that was great i hope these other ones can live up to this so this next one it's a, a potpourri kind of pick just like a, a mixed bag kind of thing so what are we going to be hearing because you've also brought up this band while yep. we've been talking about it too betraying the martyrs so what's this song so the theme of file entertainment is it it started off with let's see if we can get jared to talk like that was I remember you pulled me on for the episode and then the next one I was, you're, you're like, Jared's super producer. And I was like, hi. And then like, that was it. And then it, it was almost like the guests wanted to get me to say more. And it, it became more and more. And then Eric's finally like, Jared, fucking you're the co-host. And the listeners too. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the listeners. And you were basically like, dude, you are the co-host. Everyone wants you to be the co-host. Fucking do it. And then I, I realized it was, let's see if we can get Jared in the fields. Like that's <laughs> right. we got to keep upping the yeah. ante. It's like getting you talking and then getting that natural progression, getting in the fields. Okay. And so this song black hole. Uh, so what I do at work is I'll just hit play and I just go right. Cause at work, sometimes I, I can't choose the, my next song. I can't choose where I'm at or what I'm listening to. And so I told Spotify, I was like, look, when my list just runs out, give me, give me the, the algorithm. Right. And the song came on, and I didn't fully appreciate it. I was like, that could be cool. I need to listen to that later. So I added it to the tail end of, of the uh, Headbangers Ball. I was driving down the highway, and it just it's a song that just really hooked me. The, the slow windup, then the stutter into the heavy stuff, the, the mix of orchestra, the, the normal singing, the, the super growly. It's not super growly, but it's, it's one of those hybrid songs that I loved. And when I... 
when I first initially started it, it was just at 7%. And then I had to turn it up to 99% when I was in the gym. <laughs> I just lost my shit, dude. Okay. So, all right. Well, I, well, because I think you've got a note in there too, that it kind of, it took you a while to maybe hook you. Yeah. And it, it takes a little build. We're going to, we're going to, we're gonna slowly build it for a second. And that's going to, it's going to hit you. You ready, buddy? Let's, let's do it. I'm ready for okay. it.
All right. So I don't know if I caught the line correctly, but this was one of those lyrics. I sold my soul, but the price was never fair. I sold my soul and the price was never fair. Yep. Dude, that that's a baller fucking line. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was, that's pretty cool. uh, I was driving down the back roads and like, I, I thank fucking God I was. Cause that like, that hit like a fucking ton of bricks, dude. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like this song just like, uh, so I know I've told you about Emily, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Emily was like the first legit real girlfriend I like ever had, like ever had. And I remember, dude, it was the smoothest breakup she, I've ever had happen. Like she, she was like, come meet me for pizza. She sit outside and it was like five minutes before I had to go inside for work. And she's like, Hey, I, I think we're done. And I was like, you bitch, that was smooth. I, I have to go to work. I'm a supervisor, so I have to go to work. I can't just call off for this. We're, we're not done talking about this. No, no, ma'am, we're not. And she's like, that's what I was hoping to be able to get away with. I was like, nah, no, 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 you don't get to do that. And uh, I realized, like in the song, too, they say, as I finally break the wind, you don't break the wind. The wind breaks you, right? So, like, that's another reason why is because, like, this song, like, if you actually read the lyrics as you're going through it, And he's he's just basically talking about how he's getting sucked into a black hole of like death and despair. It like if I could have heard this song when I was going through the shit with Emily, ah, ah I would have had a couple of good cries and it probably would have felt a lot better. <laughs> so yeah, it. Th I mean, can you hear me falling into a black void? My screams fading into the void. Just every there's little snippets that you could take out of the entire fucking song, and it just. It grabs you and it just rips you, you know, and it, you can tie it to anything. And this, this, it sounds so sad, man. Well, so is this a song that you that's in like your your feels playlist? Like, is this a, well because you just said that it could like kind of get you there to Oh, like I'm already have that there, like brother. cathartic release? Uh, okay, but so is this this is one that you like definitely like tie to that relationship or to like sad periods in your life Sad or periods. okay? Yeah, th But this. so, Sorry. but you can enjoy it like listening to the song, Oh, yeah. like yeah, because So, it, because. it, it's like a happy sad, right? It's a happy sad. Because he does, he does end the song, I shall be reborn. And, you know, um, unsure of what comes next, panting on the slopes, chaos and match as the journey unfolds. This was doomed all along, the river poisoned at the source. I'm sick of cutting heads. And uh, I'm sick of cutting heads and watch them grow to haunt me again. This time, I aim for the heart. I shall be reborn. Basically, he's like, "No, I see the demon. It's it's gonna fucking die this time, and we're we're gonna we're gonna be on this journey. And I'm going to break the wind, whether you want it. it I'm going to die, or I'm going to break the wind. And So it's more yeah, about the redemption yes." then and the, the journey get crawling your way out of the muck in the mire more so than being stuck in it is Yeah, what you're saying. basically. Okay, so okay, that's what I get then about like the the happy sad. Like it Yeah. it's still kind of like more downtrodden, but you're you have hope to kind of move past it. It, it, it brings you into the fields. It brings you into the thick of it. And then he climbs out of it. And he's like, look, I'm done. I, I can't sit in the sad panda for very long. I'm going to be reborn. And then I, I love, I love the, the, the best part. Nothing left for you to see. Nothing left for you to see, you to see. 
And it's just like, yeah, no, it, you do not get to see me now. I'm done with you. You are no longer in my existence. I don't even, you know, it's, I still think of you. I don't think of you at all. Like, it, it reminds me of that little, you're like, ooh, fucking got him, coach. You know, and that's, that's where I want to <laughs> be. But, like, dude, this is, yeah. <laughs> oh, good pull. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting very, very nervous because this, this is oh, where boy. it's okay. trying yeah, to this, break the wind, and I can't, dude. So. It, it's the, the next one. It's another potpourri pick, which you've described as, quote, you want to get me in the feels, question mark. This is song number nine. Uh, is this one that you avoided listening to in the run-up? To the show or did you just kind of just you let it play and then just what happened happened yeah basically i, I if yeah, I, I so i picked the songs and i was like let's play it and uh yeah it, it hits sometimes dude <laughs> like, um yeah it, it just sometimes it would hit and sometimes it wouldn't like sometimes i'd have to be like all right we we gotta we gotta hit next a few times i'm on the phones i need to get through this and then sometimes mm. i'd be fine just getting through it so like this is so, but it is it one of those that always puts puts you in a certain mindset sometimes you're just better equipped to handle it or is it sometimes yeah. you it, it does and sometimes it doesn't i'm better equipped sometimes than others to listen to it and this is yeah, no, I'm not equipped at all this time around. Oh boy! All right, well, I mean, let's. Uh, this is Pet by Perfect Circle. Yeah, this is a Pet by a Perfect Circle. So this, all right, we're gonna take a wild shift here for a brief moment.
How does it make you feel hearing it on air? Uh, it it resonates so heavily with like my first trip back to if from my my first night back home and from Afghanistan. It the the first night without my best friend, like it the phrase Counting bodies like sheep to the rhythm of the war drums. Pay no mind to the rabble. Head down, go to sleep to the rhythm of the war drums. Almost every night in Afghanistan, you would hear the aerial gunnery ranges going hot. And it was us bombing some motherfuckers. Like, that's what it was. Yeah. And I remember that helped me go to sleep. And the first night home from Afghanistan, my neighbor was bumping their fucking music she had no idea i was home because her husband was deployed and everybody else was deployed and i just come home quietly because that's what i did i came home and i was just quiet and mm -hmm. i went over next door and i was like hey can you can you turn that up and she's like i'm sorry i'll turn it on i was like no i said turn it up and she's like why i was like i can't fall asleep unless i'm hearing something and i don't have anything that's loud enough but you are please turn it up and it it just lulled me to sleep and i was like hearing people get blown up shouldn't lull you to sleep but it it did and i remember i remember losing my best friend brad when his wife divorced him and he didn't want a divorce he didn't want to go out that way which is actually the reason why i have the half naked girl on my arm um and that night i did the same thing I went home to my mom and my dad's. I laid down on my bed and they never heard me. And I put my headphones in and I played the loudest fucking music I could play. And it just lulled me to sleep. I paid no mind to the rabble that was outside. I just put my head down and I went to sleep. And it that night I just wanted Brad to stay safe with me. And I wanted him to be a part of it. Hmm. But Brad had his own mind and his own will and... He will forever be with me, so 
There you go. I'm doing fine. All right, buddy. I just I, I say if you need to take a break, it's it's perfectly all right. So I'm doing good. Yeah, Brad was uh, Brad was one of the guys I met. I actually like pretty sure I was the reverend for him and his wife. So it it hit a little extra hard, but sure. His motto was definitely death before dishonor, and he he took that route. Um, but that like that that song just. That's what got me through it. And that hmm. that's not the song that I was worried about, too. That's the bad part. Uh, yeah, no, I, I know it's, it's coming up. But we've got uh, <sighs> we've got one in between that one. Um, so this this next one, it's another potpourri pick. Uh, the distant that distant blue by Architects. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So you've said that you could really listen to all these songs over and over again, but this yeah. is this one maybe sting a little bit this one sings for a different reason um it, it's got a it's got a pretty long interlude so i'm just gonna hit play as i start talking in a minute and it's gonna hopefully lead in perfectly right okay all right but so there's a girl that i've kind of str the, the, this song basically builds from like nothing to something and it just explodes into a heartbreak whale now there's this there's this song the, the song plays wonderfully in in the fact of the matter that there's a girl that I fell in love with a long time ago that hates music and when I was telling you about Jessica and I hope it flattered her I was really hoping that this song would flatter her but she doesn't like heavy metal and if you're listening Natalie I hope you actually make it through the song for the first time in your life and you realize what it means.
How you doing? Good. Okay. All right. I mean, so I was reading the the kind of write up that you had had for that one, and you skipped over quite a bit of stuff. But I mean, I based did. on based on that write up, I mean, it seems like this song kind of fills in like a as a blanket for maybe all of your relationships. Is that an accurate assessment? Yeah. I, I mean. What 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 really just makes this song beautiful in my eyes is that we're, I, I love the line we're we're disaster built from flesh and bone you know and as flawed as we are as basically humans and as flawed as perfect love is, you know this is just a a love song that is for another one that is lost of mine, and she definitely knows it she knows exactly how I feel, and although our musical tastes are obviously very different. I, just a couple of lines that like really really stand out like they fucked the future forgot the past nothing built was built to last and it's just like yeah like our relationship when we first first started was was unsustainable it just absolutely was like you can't just be young dumb and gaming constantly and online constantly right like you gotta evolve mm-hmm. and then you know all those beating hearts that were made of stone we were disaster built from flesh and bone you're yeah, it's it's a beating heart that's made of stone. It's it's a lot different than what flesh and bone actually is, and it it's it's almost kind of like you you can only do something for so long before everything just falls off. And you know, the the final little uh, I guess outro, you know, caught in a web, don't struggle free. This is all we've got, so just let it be. Like we're at a point in our lives now to where if something was going to happen it would have a hundred percent happened. And you can look back. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Like she could have done something differently. I totally could have done something differently. We we're both not at fault. We just lived our own lives the way that we were. And, and if we try to save ourselves, we do feel really small and we can always ask ourselves why we cared at all to begin with. But if you never cared to begin with, love doesn't have a meaning to begin with. And so it's just nice. Like, South Park put it best of all places. Like when Butters was super sad and they were like, Butters, why are you crying? And Butters was like, well, because I felt something like I'm, I'm happy to know that I can still feel this joy, even though it hurts the ever living fuck out of me, Mm. but it's good that I can feel joy. Well, that's the inherent risk of just love and relationships in, in general. It's like that you put your whole hard out there you know and you put mind body and soul into this thing and there's a very realistic possibility that that other person is not going to share that same you know thought process or or feelings or or put the same amount of effort into it and yeah i mean relationships fail but that's what makes the the good ones when they last and when they work out that much more to cherish so you'll get there buddy you'll find that i know that for you yeah Good. I got the birds. <laughs> uh, okay. So, well, this next one, I think, is the this is the heavy hitter, right? This is the song that makes you think of your current uh, situation or, or partner. And th- this is another one that we've heard a lot about before, but now we actually have a chance to hear the song. So, what is it about this one, or is it best that we just leave, leave it for after? So this is a song that's supposed to remind you of your current romantic partner. 
Correct. I don't have one of those. Um, I had a song for Jessica. I had a song for Natalie. I... I'm just going to say, this is a song that's going to break Jared. Like, if if there's a point in time to where I'm going to break, it's here now. This this song is off of uh, Kill Switch Engage's album, Disarm the Descent, if I remember correctly. Uh, so, fun little backstory. Jesse was the main lead singer for Kill Switch Engage. If you've ever heard their first album, if you ever hear any of Jesse's songs, like, he's just got the pipes. Like, there is something so guttural behind the way he sings. It's fucking insane, man. And then he he got married right before he went on tour. Halfway the tour, he's like, I can't fucking do this. I, I gotta, my relationship is more, more important than the band's. So they bring on Howard. Howard comes on. They do a couple albums. Everything's going great. Howard's got diabetes and he's not doing so good with it because they're constantly touring they're blowing up they're doing good he wants to take a step back jesse can come back the very first song off of this album he comes out swinging out of the gates it's like it's like your first time hearing the a10 warthog lose its mini mini gun mind on a target right you're just like what the fuck was that that was amazing and then they hit you with the sad song the song is called always and it's got like four, depending upon how you listen to it and how you interpret the song, it's got like four or five different meanings. But I guess the best way is to just go into it blind and listen to it. So right. here's it always.
did it. You did it. Well, like halfway through, you started maniacally laughing. So yep. I felt like you, that was your coping mechanism <laughs> to get past it. That's dude, that that's the feels. That's the feels. If it if it hits me, it, it it's either I I cry like a like I legitimately cry or just I have this maniacal fucking laugh that Sarah used to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So I, I feel the love, babe. It's sad. It's really sad. And I just there it was just the big fucking there it is. Bada bing, bada boom, done. I'm good. We hit the reset button. Jared's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so do you have, well, I don't know if you just want to skip past it because you no, said you hit the good. reset. So I don't know if you want to dwell on things. I don't want to put you in, a, in an uncomfortable position. So, I mean, it's. I don't know how much you want to talk about it or if you want to just move past to the next one. So no, it's fine. It's it's fine. I'm, I'm good. I, I had the, I had the 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 moment uh we're we're no dude i had the moment i'm good i'm i'm solid now <laughs> i'm solid um the so reason is that oh yeah go ahead yeah i was gonna say the reason why it resonates is because like you hear everyone's got those vows you know it's like forever and uh, till death till his part it's, well you know money mints fade erode and decay uh you know but memories are all that remain as far as it is east is from west just remember i'm with you always and it's just like, well, fucking, that's love, man. Like, that's just love. Like, you don't, as far as east is from west, like, that. there's no, there's, there's no definitive. It's always the same distance. East is always the same distance from west as you will ever get. And once you go into east, west is still always just that very, that very same distance apart. And, yeah, you can have little trinkets. You can have the ring. You can have all that shit. But what lives in your heart is always what's there. Like, I will never stop loving Jessica. I will never stop loving Natalie, Emily there's a there's a few girlfriends that I just will never stop loving because they're always there. They made such a massive impression on me that I just I hmm. I'm never gonna stop feeling the way that I felt about them. Yeah, we're not you know some of them have been out of my life for a very long time. Some of them have never really been in my life, and some of them have are probably always going to be there. But I'm always gonna hold that love for them because you can't just stop loving somebody. You just love them differently. And that's why I love this song because it feels like it's literally taking the vows of a wedding and you're just decrying your love to the absolute world, you know? And when he, when he has the line and the stars have fallen like tears, like when you have that good cry and then you look up to the heavens and you just see all these bright burning lights and you're just like, that's my love for everybody. You know, I could cry a thousand tears and it's always going to be the same thing. They are always there. They are constant in my life just as you are a constant in my heart. That's very well said. It's very poetic, Jared. Nicely done, sir. And I commend you for for talking through it and getting past it and, and giving us that you know, poetic um, sentiment. We appreciate that. We've labeled this next one as a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So set this one up for us. Uh, so I came across this, uh, this, this, this guy's band name is enemy AC one thirty above, right? It's the <laughs> dumbest title. Uh, but I came across this one band, uh, while I was listening to a lot of instrumentals, it's called storms and it just, it, it's a good little reset. It's just a, it's a nice little palate cleanser to like, I've had my cry. Like I've, I've had my feels. I've, I've had my moment in the, in the, in, in the sun and I don't want to be there anymore. Let's just kind of like bring it back down before we, 
before we get to the highly anticipated uh, you know, <laughs> ending. So Okay. All right. So I guess let's give a listen to Storms. It's gonna take a second. So it's it's a nice little subtlety. <laughs> it's like a legitimate storm that's building. Uh, let's see what they do. <laughs> Clever. Give it a sec. Give it a sec. Open the umbrella, Jared. You're getting wet. We're, we're about there. So, sorry.
ladder now, don't you? <laughs> that's not, that's like the perfect. That that is a very apt description of that as a palate cleanser. That's like the perfect song for. Well, I mean, aside from like the intro and the outro, um, like once the song actually hits with that, like the deep bass drop is pretty epic. It's like the perfect song to throw on and crank up to full blast while you're like cleaning your house or whatever you know that's yeah you like it's you can get shit done when that's happening <laughs> yeah it just i forgot i forgot how long the the introduction was and i was like i it's just funny because i was like i i i, I timed out that di- the distant blue intro a little bit and then i was like fuck, fuck that up and then it, like i just cut storms way too short i was like ah fuck it like it's, this is why i don't do radio this is why i don't do radio <laughs> I do it perfectly once in practice, and then when I get on the air, it's ah, fuck, it's done. Whatever, I'll let it in post. I think the whole thing about radio is that it's live, like terrestrial radio. Ah, it's, there is no post. It's like you, if you didn't get it right, you didn't get it. So yeah, yeah, but that, that was a good one. It's another kind of like silly name, as you mentioned, kind of like the Browning Enemy AC One Thirty Above. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest name for seeking, but I mean, it certainly is unique, but. Yeah, that was, uh, and so is all other stuff instrumental or? He does some musical stuff. Like basically he dabbled in being an instrumental band only, but it was more like Call of Duty-ish songs. Like he, mm-hmm. like Prestige Elite. Like he made a lot of songs kind of like that were heavy metal, but like called them after Call of Duty. And so he's like, one of the most famous things in Call of Duty is enemy AC 130 above, you know? And it's just like, it's a cool way to like, kind of like listen to have background music. And I guess he mm-hmm. probably came across some guys that like did music and was like, dude, I can add a great lyrics to it. And they, they kind of work, but he's mainly just an instrumental guy. I found him like three years after he had finished putting out music. And so like, I listened to all this shit and was like, what has he got more? And I'm like, oh, everything is so old. Mm. So yeah, he doesn't put out anything. He's got shit on Spotify, but uh, the, uh, uh, the Abyss Walker, the one that I told Mark to listen to, that's one by him. Okay. Yeah, it's just a yeah. badass name, by the way, the Abyss Walker. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool, and like it, we just give him shit for Enemy AC one thirty above. I mean, yeah. that's that is very unique. Like no one will mistake him for anybody else. So that's you know, a very aptly named palate cleanser. Yeah. So all right, that's we've gotten to it. I mean, there's been numerous comments already made about M- every eventual guest the musical journeys regarding the subjective nature of being a favorite song but mm-hmm. um just as mark wrote for my musical journey i kept for his and now i'm delving into that well again i'd like you to introduce this one without comment and then we'll we'll dive in after this is your favorite song of all time
So 
Obviously, that was said, but true by Metallica. Gee, I wonder who that could have been, Eric. <laughs> so, so, what do you think that this song says about you, Jared? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. It says nothing about you. It's your favorite song, and it has no resonance with you whatsoever. So, like, this was legitimately the first song I have ever heard that was heavy metal, right? I just got done with a sleepover. I probably slept for like two hours at my buddy's house. Uh, me and my buddy Rob, Rob Miller, he wanted to uh, he wanted to go to this tiny little. I don't, I don't even know if the place had a name, but it was basically like a breakfast shop that had pigs in a blanket, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, let's rock and roll, let's go there. And um, all of us, like, he's like, hey man, you ever heard of Metallica? I was like, who the fuck is Metallica, right? Like, I'm death, I'm deathly tired right now. Like, I'm so sleepy. And he, he plugged, he's like, oh, you have no idea? I was like, no. So he takes out this all black CD that's got a black snake on it. And I was like, how do you get a blacker snake on a black CD, right? Plugs it in, hits next, and goes to song two. Is like, the fuck is so great about next? And then the song started. And from that day forward, I never could listen to country again until like years later. Hmm. Nothing hit the same. Nothing felt the same. Just that if that is your first introduction to a to a genre of music, I was fucking blown away, dude. <laughs> so like, just like uh, rodeo was for you with Garth Brooks that yeah. made you seek out like all the Garth Brooks. So was this like the black album was your, your gateway to Metallica. So then was that like your, your first, well, I mean, you just said it was your first foray into metal, but so then did you have to like seek out, all the Metallica stuff? Like, did you go to Ride the Lightning, Kill Em All? Like, what, or was it just like, okay, you started to branch out from not only Metallica, but also was like Megadeth, was any of that? Yeah, I'll put it to you this way. Like, as soon as we, because it was only like a, like a 10 minute drive. I still remember that drive, but we, we made it there by the, by like the end of the, uh, the number three, uh, because he played, we played Sad But True, and then he went to my, um, oh God, I got, what, one second, just, it wasn't nothing else matters because I remember that song. Um, then he went to "Don't Tread on Me." There we go. Number I knew it was number six, but it was "Don't Tread." And then he skipped to "Don't Tread on Me." We finished up, arrived there. I was like, I need all of their CDs, and so he burned me all of their CDs. And then I basically went from that. I went to "And Justice for All" because he told me that was good. Then I listened through all of "Master of Puppets." And then basically, it was just like I, I'm through there. I can't. I I gotta listen to more. Give me more. Megadeth, Kill Switch Engage, uh, you know, Judas Priest, and he just started giving me all the old school Ozzy Osbourne, you know, fucking Pantera. Just started throwing these all my way. And then, like, when I went deployed, because I, I ba- by the time I met, by the time I listened to Metallica, I was 17. So, like, I started my adult journey, and then I, I joined the military after I got, uh, I did all my shit, joined the military, and then on, on my first deployment in Iraq, when I finally could be human again. Right. And I could mm. finally do what I wanted to do again. That's when I picked up like Lamb of God and all the other bands. And I slowly made my way into the metal genre that I am now, where like, you know, my Headbangers Ball playlist, the Browning King 810, which, by the way, King 810, dabble at your own risk. All right. Dabble at your own risk. Trivium, 36 Crazy Fists, uh, Architects, Wage War, North Lane, Coheed and Cambria, Fit for a King. Bleed from within, after the burial, hate breed, as I lay dying, you know these are all the bands. Avatar, I prevail, Tool, like I just dove straight into all of these, and I just 
have a huge affinity and love for the music as well as black so do, society. do what about um has you have you ever heard uh, my dying bride it's more like gothic metal so i don't know if it's going to be as much up your alley my but dying bride yeah oh look there they are um no i haven't heard of these guys i think i would have pretty good well i mean oh, i like them headless I'm... naked lady because I'm not as much of a metalhead as you are. I, I prefer the more like uh, industrial sound or like gothic metal. And My Dying Bride is, uh, well, especially in terms of like, you know, like Storms had like the kind of like the instrumental. Well, I mean, that whole song was instrumental, but it had like mm -hmm. the the ambient kind of lead up. Uh, My Dying Bride has like the opening track. I forget which fucking album it is. Uh, it's killing me. Um Oh, shit. God damn it. It's going to bother the shit out of me. I I, I got to look it up. I'm sorry. This is not great uh, podcast no. stuff. My silence, but uh, I got to job, recommend. Buddy. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, well, because I didn't know I was going to be bringing up My Dying Bride today. But uh, anyway, there's like. Um, there's like it's like a dock or like a shipyard. Where there's like, you can hear like seagulls or something in the background. And then you hear like a long, far away, like, uh, like ship's horn that kind of just blares before the song actually kind of uh, leads into it. And it, it's just fucking phenomenal. I'll, I'll definitely take your uh, word for it. I, I love those songs. Turn loose the swans. Stand by one. Stand by one. What, what is it called? Turn loose the swans, I believe. Turn loose the mermaids. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's the Angel and the Dark River. The that is, that is the the album that I first heard that I started with, and then I kind of went back to Turn Loose the Swans because that was the, one of their first ones. But the Angel and the Dark River, I would say, give that album a listen. If you don't like that album, particularly like the first two tracks then they're not for you. But listen to those first two songs and hopefully you'll have found uh, another another band for well, you. I'm downloading it right now, so there we go. Sweet. Yeah, there's a there was a there's a band that's like on YouTube. Um I was trying to find them as well too, but like it's the half of them are uh, I think it's Architects or Arch Enemy or something like that. They've got this like one song that I guess can't be played on. They got an album that can't be played on Spotify. It is really good too, uh, but it's kind of that industrial metal, you know, like K okay. like uh, like KMFDM, right? Pity yeah. for the Pies Why World War Three. Can it be shit. played on Spotify? I, I think because like with Spotify, they have a contract, but because it's under, t I think they maybe were with a different label, and that label's mm -hmm. like no, no, no for Spotify. So I don't. Uh, know. Well, kind of like the Garth Brooks stuff, I'm guessing, or they didn't. With Garth Brooks, it was probably they weren't willing to pay enough money for his musical. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, with most artists, but... they get a couple cents a song, and he maybe wanted like a very good profit for the song. So. Right. But yeah, I, I it just. I find a lot of those bands and I'm just like, God, these are fucking dope. And it's just the more I find that, and I'm always happy to just go play and see what happens. So hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. But you had a song that you wanted to well, pick was, from me. To, so yeah, we, we still got some stuff and plus okay, we got, okay. we have to do the rankings. Okay. So oh, like okay. hearing this again now, 
How does the song make you feel? Dude, it like so there are moments where I just play it and it's like perfectly fine. I love it. It's it's great. And then there are times where I'm just like I my my veins on arm fire. It's just it's <laughs> I, I remember the way I felt when I first heard the song. And I just remember the way that it made me feel and I I loved it. It felt great. It felt good and I just wanted more of it. And I just it felt like an insatiable an insatiable desire to continue to to consume more metal. So nice. Well, yeah, and you, you perfectly uh, talked about it because I was going to ask, like, you know, from like a sense memory standpoint, does it send you back to that? And you you already kind of beat me to the punch. You said, yeah, it takes you right back to hearing it for the first it's time. It's almost which is like I'm a producer awesome. of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a super producer, not only with uh, musical content, but also prospect as well, apparently. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are your favorite lyrics in the song and why? I'm your hate when you want love. I love that. I'm your truth telling you lies. I'm your reason alibi. Like, because the song is about James's addiction with alcohol. And the mm -hmm. guy, the guy's been to rehab like a bunch of times. But like, it, I never knew that the song was about his addiction to alcohol. And like, I never really truly like understood how bad booze could be for some folks. And like, listening to the lyrics and actually like getting into it, like, I dated, I dated a woman who was like a true alcoholic, right? We would have conversations mm. that she would not remember, and she does not want to look back because she's like, oh, I was blacked out drunk when that happened. I was like, yeah, but that's why you should read these, you know? it's you, A drunk person speaks a sober mind. Like, I'm your truth. Uh, you know, like, it, that's what alcohol is. And it's so funny that when you look at what alcohol can do to people and how much of a demon it is, like, he perfectly encapsulates it so well with Sad But True, and it's just... God, it's just such a lyrically, it's a great song with the music behind it. And like I was saying with the love song, right? It's a song he wrote with passion that when mm -hmm. delivered, you get that. Sure. And it, it had to have been difficult, you know, being, you know, cognizant of the reason behind the song and then going out there and delivering it, not only for the album, but then to have to sing it, you know, over the course of however many tours, over however many years. I mean, well, I mean, now to this point, it probably yeah. doesn't have the same resonation, you know, just because he's, you know, done it so much. It's just muscle memory at this point. But I'm sure initially it had to kind of sting just because it's like how many people have been hurt and affected by this. They, so they did a documentary on like the making of like a, like they apparently they like uh, bands, I guess, do this where they just like constantly film all this shit. And like mm -hmm. the the making of the Black Album was pretty tumultuous as well as like saying anger uh don't ask me about any of their music after saying anger. i don't give a fuck about it <laughs> yes um famously but, said as much <laughs> yeah but it's, it's hilarious because like they were gonna do nothing else matters and nothing else matters was originally a love song made for james's wife and they're like yeah dude let's put it on the album and they're like they're going through the thing and like i, I forget who the producer was of it but james is like do you want to fucking sing it and do it yourself and i'm like wow so angry and hostile for a love song and like you just you you would see him recording and you would see like these physical looks on their face like motherfucker i'm gonna kill you and it's so weird that this song had so much drama and and this this well i should say this album had so much drama and so much anger behind everything that it just basically is like wow for this album to be as good as it was and like a lot of people will consider this metallica's like coup de gras like this is their best album that is ever made or whatever like this is a turning point for a lot of folks, but like to know that it was so tumultuous and like behind the scenes, 
no buenos. You're like, wow, it's interesting. <laughs> so do you think that people who love and appreciate you would hear this song and then hear you in it? But because initially you said that it didn't really have any kind of connection to yourself. So because like I, I'm not a I'm a I'm not a drunkard. I'm not you know I don't like take alcohol or like I don't I don't let anything wildly consume me to the to the point of that. But I'm well okay. Fuck it. Well, like maybe with sex and stuff because like you you've probably seen it. Like I'm I'm probably what guy would say is an addict with 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 all that shit. But like. That's about it. Like, that's really the only one demon that Jared actually does actually have. But I'm so, like, one-on-one. I, I don't know. It's weird. And boy, do you want to fuck that demon. Just Dude, like an alien. Right? fucking... Wait, <laughs> you've seen Lilith, all right? That bitch is, like, scary, but I'd fuck that. I'd fuck that. <laughs> We're talking about Diablo 4's intro cutscene. Just watch that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, there's there's nothing that really that speaks, Jared, unless you absolutely know me, that, like, heavy metal is my shit and that this song is my shit. That's the only way that you would probably tie it. It's like, Jared, what's your favorite song? Sad but true, but Metallica. And then you want, like, I'm sure when you were looking up, you saw me headbanging to it. Like, I don't do that with any other song. And it's so funny because these are like the few times I can enjoy the songs because when I listen to it at home, I put it on my speakers and usually there's a rah, 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 because Helios <laughs> is singing along with it. Blue's doing the rah, rah, like they're doing their little <laughs> headbot and they got to be as loud as the, the music is. So like, I, of course, it, it's just <laughs> like usually there's chirps with it and I can finally listen to it unhindered. Unlike uh, your your chord there with Wrigley, who seems to be <laughs> just yeah, he's <laughs> uh, oh my god, he's he's being super extra right now. Sometimes he'll just sit in my lap. Sometimes he'll sit in Megan's lap, and he's just all right. But he just for whatever reason, he just decides he needs to keep getting up and getting down and getting up and getting down. Uh, and speaking of up, yeah, now that we're at the summit of your musical journey, oh, I thought you were asking if I was hard, and I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what did you discover about yourself about what you shared today? I haven't changed in a couple of years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like listening and looking through and like looking at Lamb of God, like they put out a couple albums, 36 Crazy Fist, The Browning, Betray the Martyrs. Like there have been multiple albums released after like what I consider like my in my pocket, <laughs> right? I'm like, fuck, dude. Like I I kind of just found what i liked and i'm just like there right yeah that's no i mean i'm completely with you i'm the same way i've talked about you know artists that are just too prolific it's like you come out with like one or two just like perfect albums and i'm content mm -hmm. with that like if you yeah. never put out anything else i'm fine with just listening to these and just living in that world where all these are the thing the only things that exist you start putting out too much and it's like okay yeah i guess you know from especially from their standpoint you know because it's their livelihood more music is always a good thing and from yeah. like a like a normal consumer i guess a quote-unquote normal uh more content is always a good thing but in my eyes it's just like no i'm i'm just i'm fine with that album that album was just so fucking perfect i don't need anything else so just just stop doing it yeah. stop doing it we're good we're good <laughs> don't don't do anything different we don't need to run the wildcat all right we don't need these <laughs> fanciful trick plays just just give me the pro set Sweep hard left, you know, or up the gut. Come on now. Nice way to tie it back into to sports. So, I mean, like the we had the instead of like the ranking, we have the 
how did the songs make us feel? And that's why I wanted Mark to be a part of this recording because then we, you know, we would obviously have more yeah. conversation about, uh, you know, how which one resonated more with him, which one resonated more with me. But now I guess it's just going to be me and then your reaction. So the first one is what stood out to you most personally that Jared shared today. Um, yeah, I didn't. I'd always heard you talk about always mm-hmm. um, and, and kill switch. And I've heard you tell that story before about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the lead singer and, you know, how impactful it was in the song. I just never watched you and heard you, you know, listened along <laughs> with you as you were listening to it. I didn't know how impactful it was in your life and why it resonated so much with you. And, you gave like the the perfect description so i mean certainly that uh personally was um what definitely stood out the most thank you yeah it um it it got it gets weird because like when when i have my like moments where like it's just it it's going to happen and then it's like all right there it is here it is 3 2 1 boop all right, am I crying? Nope, just maniacal laugh. Cool, dope, good, we're done. Like, and I can get over it. Like, it, it was, so, it's, it's always so weird, you know? <laughs> well, so do you not even know? Like, you you know the onset that it's happening, but you don't even know which reaction it's going to be, whether it's tears or maniacal laughing. And so you're always, like, hopeful that it's the latter. And it's just when you start laughing, it's like, okay, I dodged a bullet well, there, or? Well, like, I, like. In Black Hole, I was like, because like I forgot, I forgot Black Hole. Like I forgot how Betraying the Martyrs does it. And I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot how heart wrenching these lyrics are. And like I was starting to like want to cry during that. And then Pet, I was just like, I'm gonna fucking lose it. Distant Blue, I was able to like hold on for a brief moment where I was like, I'm gonna fucking cry. Like Jared is here. It is going to open oh, up. Nope, cool, the song is coming to an end. Great. And I was like, fucking, here we go. It's always. And then like. As it was coming to the head, I was like, okay, this is going to be just a maniacal laughter. And in about four, three, there it is. We're done. Good. I'm over it. So, like, I can feel, like, moments before it's about to happen, you're just like, okay, that's what that is. Maniacal laughter. Got it. I can I can deal with that. So, Well, so do you think that it, I mean, I guess just if you were just listening to these all, you know, back to back to back to back, maybe it would have led more down to the tears angle. Do you think that the the stopping and uh, dissecting these songs and having a little bit of space between to breathe kind of, what, what do you think it was better? I think it made it worse. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, like, cause like I was like, cause you're like, you're like my psychiatrist. You're like, how does it make you feel? Like, how, how does this work? <laughs> and you're like, like, okay, I guess we'll talk about why it makes me sad, Panda. Uh, it actually kind of made it worse, but I think what helped is that you were just here. Like when, when I was doing the things with Sarah or like when I like go watch a movie with Alex and then there's like the, the feelsy part. Right. And it's like, <laughs> and he's like, the fuck is wrong with you? It's just like, I can't, cry. like, I'm not going to cry in front of you, Alex. Like I'm just, or like with Sarah, like we were on like our third date and I'm like, I'm not going to cry in front of you, Sarah. Like this is the third date. She's like, I would have thought it was sweet. It's like, yeah, but no, I can't do that. And as much as I feel more open with you, Eric, 
I'm just like, I have a podcast. I have to like produce like after this, like I, I have to pause it at the right moment. I have to do all this shit. I have to make sure that I, when I go through and edit it, it's going to be smooth and not just be some lunatic thing thing here where I'm going to have to like have to twist it and re-edit it. And I'm like, no, dude, it's so like, like yeah, it, would it be... just made it easier. It just made I mean, it easier if you... to laugh. If you were not comfortable with it, then certainly, you know, if you wanted to edit that out. But I mean, I would have no problem with it. If you started crying, I'd probably start crying too. I got no shame in that. I've I've openly wept on this show before. I've done it several times. I give less than a shit, dude. Like, I and I but, think that people they either think that I'm like fucking a gigantic pussy and they stop listening, or that endears them to him. Like, I I honestly couldn't give a shit less. Like, I, I am who I am, and I'm not gonna apologize for it, and nor should you. So I cry super weird. That's that's why. Like, I cry really, really weird. <laughs> I mean, right? let's be honest, buddy. Like, I love you to death. Almost everything you do is a little weird. So that's not really a shocker. <laughs> well, OK. Yeah. Like, because like I'm 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 actively laughing as like tears are streaming down my face and like I'm doing the cry. Like I'm crying. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. But I'm like, ah, ah, ah. you know, like Fair. it's there. And I'm like, all right, I just like got to stop this lunatic moment here. And so. <laughs> Like the reason why I just don't cry in front of somebody is because it just to me, it's such an overwhelming moment that I'm like, I just again, like it was just I was like in that producer mindset. It's like, I don't want to fucking I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> so basically, it's like this is going to cause me more work. So it's like laziness won out over the the heartfeltness. That's incredible. Well, I was I was <laughs> I was planning on crying and doing the thing in front of you where like I was like, I'm just going to turn off my camera. Fuck it. Whatever bit like i was like fuck it just cry in front of them and then at the same time yeah it was just laziness of going i don't care to put forth the effort to make this a thing to do it so my body was like go with maniacal laughter dude and i <laughs> incredible what that's pretty pretty remarkable that you can you know just kind of will yourself to do that because this is like if i get in the feels like it's happening there's no there's no hiding it <laughs> so I, I I do envy for that where it's just like, okay, we're going to cry, like get it out. Cause when I do have that moment where it's, Oh, thank God I did cry. Like after, cause I told you, I legitimate, I, I know I told you that, like I listened to it. I did the write up. I didn't stick it all to the write up because I can never do that. But like, I had a good fucking cry. And it was cute because like Helios and blue were sitting right on top of the monitor. They, they did the bird cry thing with me. Right. And it, it felt so good though. Like, yeah, there is the problem like the cathartic nature of uh, just like being able to shed tears. I mean, it's not something that I would want to do all the time. You don't want to be in that kind of mindset when you're when you're sad. But I mean, just like, yeah, every once in a while, like having a good cry, it just kind of feel like, it, like oh, it's been a while since that happened. So yeah, once feels, a week feels a week pretty good. good. It, it like you feel you feel so calm afterwards. You're like, ah, oh, I feel good. I think we have maybe different reactions. Like if it, it gets to the point where I've cried, that it's like, yeah, I mm. don't want to be in that that sad kind of state anymore. But I mean, yeah, it, there is definitely is like a there's happy cries too for sure. Where you're just like so overwhelmed from like a, a heartwarming kind of situation for mm. sure. So, uh, what's next? What was the most surprising song on the list that Jared brought today? Um. Hmm. I think, well, I mean, I knew about the Garth Brooks stuff, so I'm my, I'm going to go with the one that you said, like, wasn't really your taste. Um, 
Citizen King, Better Days. That kind of that it it does definitely sound like it's more top forty than whatever would have associated with you. So that was one that even though you said like yeah, it's not normally your kind of genre, I was still surprised that it was that one that you picked. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was it was a toss up, but like because I like I said, I I listened to the I listened to the the playlist multiple times and. When I finally switched up Afro Man because I got high to Better Days by Citizen King, I was like, yeah, that flows way better. That just flows way better. It's because it's such a juxtaposition against everything else. I was like, I can't. As much as I love the song and as silly and goofy as it is, I was like, I should pick an actual legitimate song. So <laughs> fair enough. All right. Uh, what was the song you disliked the most of what we heard today? Oh, um, God. You know, and it, it's not. Uh, certainly not because it's a bad song so i'm not gonna hold it well it's not even the guy it's you know like the the cover it's gonna be colin baton rouge and it's not because it's a bad song it's not because of the artist the original artist it's not even because it's a cover it's because of the association and i even mentioned it when we we're going through it uh brian kelly former coach of notre dame is mm-hmm. now the coach of lsu which is based in baton rouge louisiana Sure. And, you know, he immediately went down there and started this like fake fucking Southern accent. And he's become such a fucking lunatic and like bad mouthing the university and all that other kind of shit. Now I associate Baton Rouge with the enemy. And so, yeah, I just <laughs> dude, can I good, good song, good delivery. It. But I mean, if I've got it like the cliche thing, there's we got to slot these somewhere. Right. So if I have to pick a song that I dislike the most very easily something that it's associated with fucking baton rouge so there you go i hated i hated calling baton rouge so much too i hated it because the the prompt for that song is like i have to fucking pick one of these goddamn garth brooks songs and it's like <laughs> i i thought of all the different ones that i could choose and it was like i just i like calling baton rouge the the least out of all of them because it was like, I, I knew, like, when we went into it, you, you gave me the list. I was like, I got to have at least two fucking Garth Brooks songs on here. I have to. I have to. And I wasn't going to do the Thunder Rolls. Because if I was going to do that, I was going to do the cover song with the extended ver- I was going to do the extended version one. But then I, well, what, okay, let me rephrase that. I was going to do the Thunder Rolls. And I was like, oh, I'll do the extended version. And then I was like, fucking Garth Brooks doesn't do that. And then I was going to do a cover of it. But I was like, but can we really do it? So then I had to go with the Nashville Tribute Collection. Where I was like, it's technically the same thing. And I was like, I, I have to have two Garth Brooks songs on there. Rodeo was the best one. And uh, Colin Baton Rouge was the, was the next best choice. And I was like, it's not, it's not the most famous, but it's not like one of the cheesy ones. And it's not one of the bullshit ones. So it's like, it's just there. I mean, it is a little cheesy, but it's still like, no, it's a good song. And it's like, yeah, it, the, the delivery, it's just, yeah. But I mean, for the reasonings that I said, you know, Brian Kelly, go well, fuck, fuck, the, fuck LSU. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you were to pick a song for Jared's list, a friend's choice that's suggestion for his journey, what song would you pick and why? And so Mark did weigh in on this. Is that and, the one that you sent me? Well, I sent you two of them. So you should have two links there. Okay. I'm okay. Gonna, so this was, I'm this was his it. comment. Hold on. It's, is it going to do something dumb? Yep. Okay. All right. I'm so already not this happy. Is, <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, uh, here is what I would have said in the song. And I quote, this is Mark. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we feel so far away from where we want to be. It feels so damn far away. 
But I know Jared, and I know he's a true believer in romance, true love, and one day he will be blessed with who he is meant to be with. Even though I'm only ranked number four on the friends list, I won't miss that wedding for the world. So I picked On My Way to You by Cody Johnson. All the boats I missed All the hell I've caused All the lips I've kissed All the love I've lost I got kicked around I've been black and blue On my own way to you All the stars I've seen All the songs I've sung All the beers I've drank All the damage done I was just passing time Kinda just passing through On my way to you Every curve, every ditch Every turn, every bridge I left behind me up in smoke Every fork in was all worth a while when I finally saw you smile. Every highway, every heartbreak, every mountain, every mile. I got the radio up, the sun is going down. I'll take a left at the bank, and I'll head straight through town. So, baby, put on that dress. Little sweet perfume Cause I'm on my way to you Did a, did a good job of picking there. It sounds like it could be like a song for a, a wedding. It sounds like it, it was sweet and sentimental. That, so. 
I love you, Mark. I love you, bud. Uh, yeah, that, that, was a, that was a good song. That was a good song. Uh, well, the song that I selected for you, maybe you've even heard it before. I don't know, but you didn't mention this band in um, in your list there, so I don't know how familiar you, you are with them. Maybe you've heard the song, maybe not. Um, but it is more along the lines of what kind of music you like because this is metal so and the, uh the browning song carnage with like the demented kind of carnival music reminded me of this song so this is children of bodom let's give a listen to downfall i fucking know who these guys are oh you know what would help See, see, this is the producer in me because I, I cl- see what happened was what happened was when I clicked the last one, I got I got surprised. I was like, oh, we're giving it away, but we can't. But the, all right, we got three, three <laughs> two, one, go. <laughs>
wow. I never understand what they're saying. <laughs> they like their music is great, and I, like I just I view that their their lyrics is I'm just like it's 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 like uh, it's like static in the background, right? <laughs> I love them to death. Like they're good. It's it's a cool band. I love the idea, but just like I can never understand a word they say. Yeah, well, some of the like, uh, well, I hesitate to say like slower stuff um, <laughs> but like angels don't kill it's a more like a not as much of a growly delivery you can understand you can pick out more words and then certainly the more you listen to it the more um you can pull out and then um if you read along with the lyrics it's just like oh, okay that's what he's saying and then, you'll kinda, <laughs> then you'll never forget it you know once you <laughs> yeah i i I just hear like I I hate to pick apart the song that you chose for me, but I do I do love Children of Bodom. Like they're they're like I gotta be in a mood for it, like country, right? I'm like, all right, let's listen to some Bodom. But I'm just like, rah, 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 rah. sure, like, oh, yeah, cool. it's not something that you just like, you know, <laughs> no. everyday listening. It's not, but I'm like, when you want to like, you know, drive aggressively, or when oh, you just want to just like, when you just want to just thrash the fuck out, then yeah, you know, you throw that on, and it's just like, oh, the song that I originally was going to choose for mm. you, like, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's off that. Oh no, it's not. It's off a different album. Um, it is uh, chokehold. Parentheses cocked and loaded. Uh, that it like just find that and just play like the first like fifteen seconds of that song because right. that's like that'll just like that'll get you going. Okay. Uh, are you so cool. okay? So what what album is it off of? Uh, hate uh hate breeder I think or no um is it shit sorry oh wait uh cocked and loaded chokehold cocked and chokehold. loaded yeah. It is off of Hate Crew Death Roll from 2003. Song number three. Oh, there it is. It's like a Pantera opening, dude. All right, you can stop it now. But yeah. it's just like this whole fucking album is just like, oh, and maybe it's like I love this one so much because this is the first album that I heard <laughs> of them. But yeah, my buddy Jorge introduced me. Like we were playing like Borderlands 2 back in the day, like on oh. PS3. And uh, he would just like, he have it like kind of playing in the background and enough it was like bleeding through that I could hear it. And it's like, what is it that you're listening to? And he's like, oh yeah, that's my, you know, favorite band. Like his uh, like screen name actually incorporated Bodum. And I was like, what is that about? And he's like, yeah, no, this is like one of my favorite bands. And uh, so he introduced me to him. And that was the first album that I heard was that Hate Crew Death Roll. And just like that whole fucking album, just like, so if you're not entirely sold on them, I would say listen to that album because in my mind, it's their best. That Dude, is that, when you're fighting the hordes of enemies in Borderlands 2, like that is the shit you want to listen to. Just it, you know, it's just, well, probably. Yeah. 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 I'd listen to that song while fighting off the, the hordes of the midgets and stuff like that. And yeah, it's you'd like yeah. needle 24 seven. And then from, right from that is uh six pounder. And then from that goes chokehold the cocktail load. It, it is, it's just so fucking just like the, the producer, whoever laid that album out, just mwah, chef's kiss. Isn't but, that amazing when the producers do that? You're like fucking, you just hit play and you can let it ride. 
they're the great the greatest at what they do the super producers we have them to thank for all the stuff so now <laughs> now it's time for is it hootie what i have to play that yes of course you do what do you think that you're gonna get out of that yeah fine so do you have okay we gotta you gotta do the super producer thing and come up with the intro music are you yeah. you got that hoping to get out of that maybe, maybe like is it no. metallica or, or you know is it like pantera no fucking band i never listened to is it hootie okay so for those not familiar this is our variation uh is it hootie this is similar to is it aerosmith wherein there are four snippets of songs lyrics from songs that uh may or may not be from hootie and the blowfish as is the same rules was Aerosmith, at least one of the four will be Hootie. It could be maybe all of them. Because when Mark was playing for his musical journey, I did like three out of the four. Just try to give him more Hootie. But uh, maybe I cut you some slack. I don't know. At least one of these will be Hootie. Maybe all of them will be. Who knows? Okay. You're officially so. now number four. <laughs> wow. All right. Are you ready? Yeah, fuck it, let's go. Okay. Cross your fingers and hope for the best. Count the lights on the wall, try to get some rest. Everyone feels like they carry a curse. If we lose control, we won't be the first. The road is lost and you start to slip. When you hit the edge, the scales chip. The world might turn upside down. The night my passion finds another town. That's Aerosmith. Okay, so you're saying a resounding no that it's not Hootie. That is Aerosmith. Okay. I think All I right. know the rhyme scheme. I've been listening to it for how long now? <laughs> All right. Gave me a Here look. We go. For, for the people listening at home, he gave me a look like I'm stupid. Nope, not at all. I bit. would never. Oh, fucking sarcasm does not suit you, sir. <laughs> I'm very good at sarcasm, actually. There she stands with her eyes full and yearning. I look, and I know, gotta be there. Is there another chance to bring her closer, make her feel I know we could be happy again? Is there another chance to bring her flowers so she will only whisper my name? Mm, sure, yeah. You're going to say, yes, it is, Hootie? Sure. Okay. Bro, you're asking about a band that I've heard in passing, all right? All right, okay. Next up, we have Little White Angel, so plain and true. Little White Angel, lost and alone. Little White Angel, will you find her once again? Little White Angel, so plain and true. To the place where the men wear white at their Sunday church they adore, crawling in the mud, crawling in the streets. AI, that's, that's got to be AI. <laughs> I'm going to go with White Angel is, is the prompt. Okay. With what with it with uh with prompt romantic or romance something to do with love. Okay. Well, if you think it's AI, uh, do you venture to guess on the genre or the mood? Because those are romantic. The genre okay. romance, I guess. Uh, mood romance, yeah. Okay. 
Next, another tasteless movie, another kiss goodnight, could be a dark oasis in my life, another icon smashed to pieces by yesterday's romance, another hated person, no more chances, look at me when I'm talking to you, look at me in the eyes, then look away and tell me why, why. That would have been perfect if he would have looked at me dead in the eyes when he said, when he said that. Why? That would have been great. Don't, don't. Um, <laughs> Jared, is it Hootie? Why? Why? Sure. Why not? <laughs> it's, it's creepy enough. That's why. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then would you like a bonus? Because I do have a bonus. The, the, the crowd is going to kill me if we don't. So let's go bonus. <laughs> Well, no one told me about her. What could I do? Well, no one told me about her, though they all knew. But it's too late to say you're sorry. How would I know? Why should I care? Please don't bother trying to find her. Is it Hootie? I feel like you would intentionally throw a Hootie and the Blowfish song as the final to try to get Mark to name it to beat me. So I'm going to go definitely that's Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eric's like one day he's gonna be good. One day. So on your, you think that on your musical journey, I would try to incorporate it so that Mark would actually still beat you at the end game. One hundred and ten percent. Yes. Wow. Okay. First of all, I'm right. <laughs> no, you're very right. All right, let's go through this. Cross your fingers and hope for the best. Uh, the first one that we did, you said no. You are correct. That was not Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, but you said it was Aerosmith. It was actually Architects. Oh. <laughs> the album or the song is Shadow, The Shadow of Doubt. So I tried to throw you a bone a little bit. I tried to pick a song from a band that you have some knowledge of. Okay, so you did get it correct. You have I one have point. knowledge of one of their songs that I have to find on YouTube. And I still can't to this. Like, dude, finding the song on YouTube still takes me like 20 minutes. All right. <laughs> All right, the next one, uh, there she stands with her eyes full and yearning. You said, yes, it was Hootie and the Blowfish. You are correct. That is two. Las Vegas Nights by Hootie. I got so... two. <laughs> okay. Next, Little White Angel, so plain and true. You said, no, it was not Hootie and the Blowfish. You are correct. You said it was AI generated, and that is... Also correct. You said the prompt. <laughs> you said the prompt was uh, well. You said White Angel, but the prompt was just white. But I gave you a, a point for that. And uh, the genre was metal, and the mood was neutral. So you don't get points <sighs> for romance, but you did get three more points for that. Oh my god! Uh, another tasteless movie. Another kiss. Good night. You said was Hootie and the Blowfish. You are correct. It was. Oh Hootie my and the fucking god! Are you serious? <laughs> He's about to jizz in his pants. Oh my god, I've got all four <laughs> right. Holy fuck. That was Hootie, and the song was The Earth Stopped Cold at Dawn. So then we went with the bonus, and you said that you thought it would be Hootie because I was going to try to fuck you over uh, with making Mark win. So you said it was yes to Hootie. I'm sorry, no, you were incorrect. That was Dude, the zombies. Don't <laughs> She's care. not there. <laughs> but don't you got care. four uh oh no wait shit no i'm sorry you got one two three four five six you got six uh 
six correct out of a possible five answers. So well done, sir. You did win. Is it Hootie? I've peaked. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh, no. No, yep. sir. Yep, All good. the rest of the musical journeys, you are going to have to play Is It Hootie because <laughs> Mark brought that to us as a replacement <sighs> for Is It Aerosmith. And it's staying, buddy. And boy, do they have some cringy fucking lyrics. Let me tell you. that uh, I actually picked some pretty tame ones, if you can believe that. So, Jared, thank you so much for being part of this. Not only on a regular basis as the co-host, as a super producer. Thank you for braving the wilds of the musical journey. Please tell everybody where they can find more Jared. Got to stop by every Tuesday and follow entertainment. And then every th th Friday. Well, so you can it's find every me. Other Tuesday, yeah, every other Tuesday. You can find me on the evil Mark show. Uh, we do stream Thursday nights on his Twitch channel. Um, it, until we get demonet, he's going to get kicked off there. Um, so yeah, every, every Friday on the NFL show and then every Saturday morning feathers and fans drops. I have, I have been, I've never missed an episode on a Saturday. So going Dude, pretty soon. Like if you, you just need to get affiliated with a couple more shows that we could get this like a daily kind of thing. We, you could have Jared every single day of the week. I mean, so right now you're Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. So I well, mean, I'm I'm Thursday, I'm Friday, Saturday, and then every other Tuesday you get a little bit of Jared. Yeah. I'm I don't I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> the world could always use more Jared. So Dude, thank I you. took I took like a three week break, right? Don't don't think I'm something special, but like I literally did three weeks where I did just your show and Mark's show and I barely showed up for the last Mark show, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Like I had nothing prepared. I was like, I like literally all my content. Don't tell him, even though I know he's going to listen. Like all of my content was gleaned from like 20 minutes of watching a video on my lunch break. I was like, there we go. Nice. That's it. I've got everything I need for the show. Let's Gotta go. Gotta love that. <laughs> In a rare showing, I actually like was preparing stuff before he'd even sent me the outline. So I had like a complete taco done and it was fucking great too. Like it was <sighs> like the wording, was, it was hilarious. The wording was just, it was like, it was amazing. And then he's like, yeah, I, you know, work kind of sucked or, you know, got backed up on him. So we pretty much bypass everything except what's strictly watching. And it was a movie that I wasn't familiar with either. So he did like all, <laughs> all the clues as well. So, yeah. I fucking hate that. Like I'll come like wildly prepared. Right. And he'll just be like, fuck it. Random. And I was like, no, I'm prepared this week. I actually got shit. Yeah. You can't pull this on me. No, it, but, like like uh, every time I'm like, I'm going to be prepared, Mark. He's just like, fuck you. No, we're doing a random one. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you can't. And then like, you or like, well, like I'll come half ass and I'll have like, just like two things I want to talk about. And then like, just trying to like, I'm trying to guide him to the things I want to talk about. And it just, it doesn't work. <laughs> but it always turns out to be like better shows. So. Yeah, I, I like doing after hours, everyone. I mean, I like uh, cultivating the, the topic stuff and having kind of like a, a regimented thing that we hit all the bullet points. It's pretty great when that happens, but also like off the cuff and just like random nonsense that we talk about is pretty great as well. So yes, uh, anyone interested can listen to both Jared and myself on the Evil Mark show on separate days separate occasions it's rare i mean we did have that one episode where all three of us were together and i think you know coming up in the future we're going to have a very special episode where it's going to be 
I like that as well. But I yes, like down that hotel. <clears throat> yeah, you're gonna need to get on that. Yeah, so, I gotta get on. Um, so check us out on the Evil Mark Show. As Jared mentioned, you can find him every Saturday on Feathers and Friends. You can also check him out as when he's doing streams on Parrot Gaming Productions, and then of course. You're already in this feed listening to this show. So every other Tuesday, you can hear more of these musical journeys. Next on the docket is going to be Jake from Life is Unfair and Let's Play Death Ray, followed by David, followed by Gaio, and then maybe maybe Erica, maybe Dylan. So we're still thinking about that. And then some other special stuff in the queue. Um, but yeah, musical journeys for now. Hopefully you are enjoying them. Keep sending the feedback. So far, it's been positive, except for Luke, but Luke never sends anything positive. He said that uh, Mark was just as whiny as I am. So <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. But for the time being, we are going to slam that filing cabinet shut and go play Diablo 4. Yes, Diablo 4.